It's time for a smashing cast from the present. Produced by Michael, the Exo Paradigm Gamer. Consulted by Haydox, the uh, Haydox. Supervised by Ryan, the Rye Rule. And directed by Dan, the King K. It's the Unversed cast. So what let's go ahead and do our roll call. I'm Michael. I am um, the one they call Hadox. I am the one they call not Hadox. And I ah. am the one they call Squilliam Tentacles. Squilliam Fancy Son, you uncultured hack. <gasps> Squilliam Fancy Son from Band Class. <laughs> Be before we begin, uh, I told Michael before we started this podcast, I wanted to serenade our audience. No. So, if you will. <laughs> Who, who's playing the Yoshi's New Island soundtrack through their microphone? I don't have- I don't have my kazoo on me. Alright, now we have scared off all of the non-Kingdom Hearts fans. Hello, Quality. true woke fans yeah, I'm out sure there. that Nomura could put exactly that audio in without context, and people would love it anyway. Wow! All right, wow. we're already we're already busting out the guns. <laughs> yeah, we. This so, is gonna be a big one, folks. It's gonna be. We have a lot of ground to cover. Uh, so what I'm thinking is we will split this into two episodes because it's probably gonna take several hours altogether. First episode, which is what you guys are watching now, will be spoiler free, at least to the best of our abilities. And then second episode, we will get into spoilers and discuss the plot. God help us. Uh, right. God, God, uh, support us. <sighs> Can we have a quick us. team prayer before we begin, if we're on the topic <laughs> of God? Our Namora, Kowartan Square Enix. Hallowed be thy... Hallowed be thy... Keyblade. Inconsistent plot threads. <laughs> they are very thy consistent. Thy direction be done. They're all consistent. <laughs> so cards on the table um i love kingdom hearts 3 i will be its champion for this <laughs> podcast so anybody else out there who loves kingdom hearts you know i'm your guy you know i, I i'd also just want to say you know we're all friends here right like we all love <laughs> each other we all respect each other <laughs> And I think it's safe to say that we all enjoyed the game to some degree, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. So with that said, this game fucking sucks. Ooh. Alright. No, hey, so this is- I, uh... I have to say, Haydox, that you are not the only champion. I consider myself a champion, too. <gasps> oh my oh. lord. Play, uh, play- play Rage Awakened right now. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, in that so, case, as long as we're choosing sides, uh, I'm with Ryan. I won't go as far as he does, it does, though. I well, think- I don't, okay. well, I don't actually think the game fucking sucks. Yeah, I mean, it was a joke, but- <laughs> Yeah, I am- I would say that I am mixed on this game, mixed to positive. On the but, whole- I, I- I like the sum of its parts. Yeah, that's a good way to put this, it. If, if I can just- I want to stroke my own cock for a second. No. Here. 
Okay. Well, no I'll stroke my own finger, okay? Good enough. So, before we even could fathom Kingdom Hearts 3, in my mind, I pictured where we would all end up on the gamer opinion spectrum of this game. And uh -huh. I, I have to say, I have been validated today. Because I knew <laughs> Ryan would not like this game as much as I did. I knew King K would like this game. I knew I would like this game. And I knew Michael would end up in the middle of Ryan and me. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> I just yeah, want to say... pretty much it. Thank you. Yeah, so, you, can, you can leave. We're so, we're so predictable. Yeah, we're the, the podcast is done. Uh, we're, we, you go home. Go do something else with your time. Catch us next time when we talk about Super McDonald's Odyssey. Yeah, um, but before we do, Sonic. we've got to read our fan fiction for today. Yes. What are you talking about? We're talking about our fan fiction. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I think I think the plot is uh, good enough to suffice for my immortal. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Now hold on there, buddy. X over here coming out swinging. Oh! Okay, uh, let's. Okay, where where to even begin on this game? Um, well, I if you heard my mouse clicks there, audience, I did audience. find I did find a fan fiction. If we do want to read it, it's called Riku and His King. I, I, feel I like have a we feeling we've already read before. this one. Is this the have one we? where Riku <laughs> destroys Mickey from the inside with his cock? And then it's like uh, covered in fecal matter and blood? Did we already read it? Yes. I, I think we've been over this like, this is our we, third time. We should, we should read it again and again. And again. <laughs> <laughs> and just, is this no, the new I'm, Sonic High School? It's like I'm just reading the same thing over are. and over. <laughs> yeah. Ryan would not like it if we read Sonic High School again. Well, that's what no, makes it funny, it. because Ryan I'm sure he'd like it more than Kingdom Hearts 3. And he reacts oh. to things in certain ways. Ah, but I'm not always drunk. <laughs> yeah, I'm not always <laughs> drunk. <laughs> there was you that one time one where, you your were friends on, where you were like, drunk. drunk an entire you're like, battle you're always drunk sake. over there and miserable. <laughs> well, okay, actually, that, that one time is because I played a stupid drinking game with Jeb during a Nintendo Direct, and they announced Smash Brothers and had to down the entire bottle. That was it. And then you then you guys were like, oh yeah, let's get right on this podcast, even though he's butt-fuck drunk. And it was let's funny. read some fan fiction. It'd be great. But the worst part is that I can't tell the difference between you drunk and not drunk on this podcast. Yeah, you know what? Jeb says the same shit. I should have got drunk for this. Um, I've just about McFucking had it. <laughs> And I've just the, about hey, I've just about hate it. Ah, exo, exo, um, exo beta, exo beta male gamer. <laughs> oh no! He likes tiny penis gamer. No! No! <laughs> We, we haven't even talked confused. about the game yet, folks. We're now just talking confused, to each other. You two have switched your profile pictures. <laughs> I'm very confused, though. We're, we're in a mood tonight because this is Kingdom Hearts 3. This is the, the rock did you that our know church. That I was Squidward the whole time. I'm Isn't that handsome. a satisfying twist to end our game on? Our game discussion? <laughs> 
So um, here, here we are at the Skyne of Severance. <laughs> Can I say that? Is that a spoiler? No. Can you bleep me out? No, nobody knows what a Skyne is. I don't know what a Skyne is either. <laughs> the um, Keyblade War is happening though. So this is. is where we're at. See, I've already combated Michael because I'm not on his side. See? <laughs> it's a thematic reason for bullying you. <laughs> thematic. It's like, you know, in middle school, you, you used to get pushed around because you were fat. It was like, oh, it was thematic, you know? Right? I was supposed <laughs> to be pushed around. Right? right? Mm. Anyways, Kingdom Hearts 3. That was our intro. That was our pre-show. I hope you enjoyed it because that's taking the place it, of it our fan fiction this week. It only gets worse from here. Yes. It's only gonna um, get worse. <clears throat> I, I am not sure how we should structure our discussion because... <laughs> but, but let's also make sure know. that we're keeping an eye on our waveform so that we don't have to do this multiple times. Yeah. I okay, have right Michael. Michael's the type of guy to talk shop when he's uh, with a girl or a man. He's like, So, uh, you put on your shoes today? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Michael, yeah, please yeah, beat hey, me Nox, up. I can leave. You guys can Michael, do this beat me, me up. Michael, beat <laughs> no! me up. Just come to my house and Excel, strangle if you do, me. If you leave, I'll be, have to, I'll be left to fend for myself. <laughs> Michael, the beat me up. Will be incomplete. Michael, oh, that's uh, true. Come to my house. Come to my house. Michael, come to my house and beat the shit out of me. Just like come Depends over. Depends on what you mean by beat, friend. Whoa! What the fuck is this allowed? <laughs> this is okay, the worst I, I... one we've ever done. You say that every time. <laughs> I know. I say that every time, but it's you say true. that every it's been time. Ten fucking minutes. And you know what? The comment section is gonna—they're they're gonna love it. They love it every time. I don't time. know where to start. I don't know how to begin. Yeah, we didn't do enough prep. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, hey, I, Nux, I thought you had an entire plan ready for this okay, podcast. But... Okay, you told me right, that you wrote on. it out and everything. I did, I did, but I don't know where I want to begin. I wrote it, but I'm... The first thing I have on here is bully Michael until he leaves. So we have that checked off. And now it says, compliment King K about the size of his brain? I see what you did there. You made it think you are going to say penis or cock. <laughs> yeah. Then you say brain instead. Yeah. So actually, you know, the twist is... I, <laughs> this is amazing. So the twist... Is that the characters that we got on our quiz is what we'll be fighting with today. <laughs> these these um, are the characters that will be pit against each other. So, so it's going to be fucking Woody and Captain Jack versus Mickey Mouse and Elsa. Yeah. <laughs> somebody I somebody say, animate that. <laughs> and we will give you a penny farthing for your troubles. Bonus points I, if you dress Captain Jack with red underwear. Let's, Michael, oh. you're the leader of our Motley crew. Uh, yeah, I'm the you're leader, the one she says. sober person yeah, in all of this. How do you think we, we should structure it? What do okay. we do? Um. Well, we know for sure we're saving the plot for last because that's gonna be spoiler There's territory. There's no way we can talk about that. And, There's just no way. <laughs> yeah. Um. How about? Um, so I say we just start off with gameplay in general, like. How it okay. plays, combat, new additions, stuff like that. Oof. You know, I like that. 
You know, that's that's a bit more avant-garde for the typical gamer critic uh, discussion. You know, it's like my thing is is, is that all of this is going to be kind of hard for me to talk about if we're talking about plot last because <laughs> the issues that I have is like it's like how everything mingles in with the plot and how it makes I'm, no sense. I'm with you there, Ryan, but I do think that this is where the game's biggest positives are. Uh, Which is true. So we might as well start out with the good. Okay. Uh, I had fun playing it. Uh, Alright, I'm just, I'm just gonna come out and say it. If we're talking sheer gameplay, I think this is the best game in the series. Whoa! I don't know if that's a hot take or not. I haven't delved into opinions enough to know. I, I think that's a pretty popular take. Yeah. I've, cause I've seen as, as fun... Well, I think at the very least we can agree that this is the best game in the series since Kingdom Hearts 2 in terms no. of gameplay. Like, no. Birth by yeah. Sleep and Dream Drop Distance do not even hold a candle to 2 or 3. Yeah, for sure. For no. sure. What? Um, what do you mean by that? Why? Because I, I like the, Dream Drop the stupid more. command deck system is finally gone. Because we yeah. have an actual controller again. Ryan, are you talking just about the game or gameplay-wise? Gameplay-wise. Now that's a hot take. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I like the flow motion stuff. And I like the stuff where it's like you get to dive inside the thingy, then you get to interact with the environment that way. I thought that was really cool. And like, like there... the flow motion stuff was in Kingdom Hearts 3, but it feels really, really nerfed. And I don't like that. Mm. Whoa. See, right. I, well, I, mean, it's, I never liked I, the, the command deck system very much. Mm -hmm. So well, on the, which is fair. I mean, I get it. Topic. I get it. I'm not going to argue against it. It's just, it. Dream Drop did more things for me than three did. Like, well, I mean, well, I so, liked like, Dream, Dream Drop Distance from a gameplay what, perspective. What, but what Dream Drop Distance did, I think, like what it brought to the table, like with the flow motion. I think it handled the flow motion better in, yes. in DDD than it did in three. That's what I'm trying mm. to say. Alright, and, and I with think the flow that's, motion, I that's like a big chunk of the gameplay. So that's that's more so what I mean. I just I I don't agree with that because I think the movement, you know, flow motion included in three, is a lot smarter. Uh, because in Dream Drop Distance, the flow motion seemed very uh, OP. Like, yeah, that's you know, why the it was common... fun though. That's why I but, liked it. <laughs> yeah, but. It kind of made everything your your go-to option was always flow motion to do everything. You know, you you have but that I area. I felt like of three attack. had the opposite problem where it was not useful enough, so I always just button mashed instead. And also, there were times where like you're put on grind rails in three, and it felt really janky. Like in the Monsters Inc. segment. Yeah. Uh, but like. Uh, I... See, at least I prefer because the way I see it in Dream Drop Distance, it was like you basically had to use it. So yeah. like, I feel like it was overabundant in Dream Drop mm. Distance, and it kind of fucked with the combat for me. And it also made world exploration fun for like the first hour, and then it just kind of felt like it felt like there was there were no obstacles to overcome in terms of world exploration itself. Sure. I prefer in 3 that it feels more like a tool in my tool belt that I can use in combat 
rather than something that you can just keep doing. And it, it like, I think part of the reason is because there are so many other tools in your tool belt, your yeah. metaphorical tool belt. I would probably argue that there's too many. Well, that's how what I felt about that? two. Well, that's how I feel about three. It's like all of a sudden uh, Sora can like shot lock out of nowhere. It's like, wait, 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 where do you get this from? Where do you get the attraction stuff from? Like, I, I'm not complaining. I, I, I think it's kind of cool that it's here, but it's in, well. First of all, in terms of story, it makes like, no sense. And two, it's just like I don't know. It's like if, if you if you give somebody too many options, they're more than likely going to pick the worst one, or they're not just going to, or they're not going to make a decision at all. At all. So yeah, that, no, that's just my thing. The, it's like it felt the, like as if the they were trying to incorporate the paradox of choice by psychologist Barry Schwartz. Well, no, no, Michael, that's not correct. The <laughs> the the hypothesis of the paradox of choice is that if you give people too many choices, they won't feel satisfied, irregardless of whether or yes, not it's the right choice. Yes, and they are less right likely choice. to make a choice as well. Because I w I never really used the shot locks up unless I absolutely had to. I didn't use the flow motion. I never, I, feel, I never really felt I, the need to. I will give you shot lock. I um, can. Because. I like Shotlock, but I I do have to just be frank that I didn't use it a lot. No, you know, I, you know what I would have liked though, and I don't know if this is technically considered a spoiler because this it did have stuff in the trailers where it's like you get to you get to play as multiple characters in this game, right? You play Sora through the bulk of it, but there are also sections where you get to play as Riku, and there's also a section where you get to play as Aqua. Now, if Aqua was the only one who had the Shotlock, because you know, again, in the story, she's really the only one who knows how to use the Shotlock. I think that would have been fine, and honestly, I would have preferred if we got to if we got to play as these uh, as these other characters more often, and then they all have like their own little thing. Like maybe Riku could have had the command deck or something like that, and then Aqua could have had like the birth by sleep moveset, and then Sora could just be like the best of both worlds, or like he could have been like the the middleman, you know, the something in between. If that makes any sense. Well, I, I disagree because. I used the shot lock in every single battle I went I mean, into. I used it a lot. I, yeah. Like, the only thing I never really used was the links. Because I always forget oh, that I, summons are in these games. I, and then well, I yeah, I never use summons or links or anything like that in any of these games. But I shot lock like the I links. used pretty frequently. I used the attractions frequently. Every once yeah. in a while, I'd remember that flow motion was in the game and use those moves. Oh, the, the attractions, I mean, I will admit that I did use frequently, but... Those are more like a get out of jail free card. If you're in a tight if you're in a tight pinch, you just use that and then you win. I do have to. I will concede that because I don't like the the attraction commands because they made the game really easy uh, for combat. Like I, I love the combat in this game. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but mm. it's it's the fact that attraction commands grant you invulnerability. They and don't. And they're what? They don't. Are you sure? Yeah, you could still get hurt. While you're using well, bluster. it's it's a rarity to die while doing an attraction command. It's very low risk. It kind of it's rare to die in this game period. Yeah, that is. If you're on the pirate way. ship, I don't. I didn't get damaged on the pirate ship. Yeah, you probably I, could, but it's very rare because you hit anything that comes close to you. But if yeah. you're in the if you're in the one where you're shooting things, I almost died in that once because you can get hit and you you don't have any movement options. So yeah. I think the real problem, though, is that I think it just stems from the fact that situation commands are really weirdly conceived because there's half of it that works for me, like when you can use magic spells that you can't even unlock 
that makes sense to have them there. And same with the forms, that makes sense to have them there, because you have to... It's basically like command styles, except you can choose when to activate them, which is, in my opinion, unequivocally yeah, better than like command styles. it's kind of they did both the Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 uh, <laughs> menu system and the command deck at the same time. Which works better than it sounds, I'll say that much. And I like that for situation commands, but what puzzles me is when stuff like attraction flow is on there and some limits that you could manually select in Kingdom Hearts 2 are also there and they just show up whenever and they don't cost anything. And that's when things get a little muddy because when you can just throw out attraction flows or limits willy-nilly, it kind of... I feel like that partly contributes to why it feels easier than other games. Because well, even I admit that, I, even I'm proud, it doesn't feel that bad. I mean, also on top of that, I think also being able to use it in boss battles can also be... can also lead to, like, massive tonal whiplash. Like, there's a boss fight that you get to fight like, about 20 hours in. It's supposed to be like this real emotional moment. And all of a sudden, Sora like jumps in a go-kart, puts on goggles, he's going to Disney World, he looks so happy! <laughs> but the music ain't complimented it one bit. And that's one thing, that, that, that is one thing I got out of it. It's just like, even like towards some of the later parts of the game, where like the stakes are at their highest, like, and Sora's like on the verge of tears, he's on the verge of breaking down, he still has time to scream Disney World and go on fucking amusement park rides. I just wish that you could turn off the interaction commands in the options. Or at least I'd say if limit you didn't their have to, frequency. If if you didn't have to use them in battles, I think that'd be better, but Yeah, yeah. I would I would really like if there was more customization. Like you you get to customize your shortcut uh, menu. And like even in Dream Drop Distance, I will concede that I like the command deck because you got to customize the attacks you got to do. And I think that would have been good, like, if you could scroll your uh, situation commands and, like, choose which ones you got. Mm -hmm. Because there were so many times where I didn't want to use an attraction command if I got, like, Thunderaga or, like, you know, a Keyblade transformation. But I had to press triangle to get that attraction command out well, of the way so I could get to the one well, I actually want. There, there is a way you don't to have shuffle to shuffle do it. that. You don't have oh, to do that. Yeah, you can press L2. L2. Yeah, if you press L2, it'll shuffle through them. I found that out about maybe <laughs> 15 hours in. What? Well, they, 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 yeah. The first thing what? I did when I played the game is go and went into the options menu to look around and see what I could customize, and I saw that there were control options, and then it said press L2 to swap your situation commands. Oh my god. So I, I knew no from way. the very beginning. No way. Well, I'm pretty sure I there's even a thing like on the I've menu that says it too. I've known that since 0.2. So it wasn't uh, that much of a struggle for me to come to grips with that. I didn't even know you uh, can do it in 0.2. You ever you um, ever just you ever just feel stupid? <laughs> me <laughs> every day. I, 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 to be fair though, it never teaches <laughs> you that you can do it. So I, I could understand like why did. you wouldn't know. I feel like there's a tutorial in there somewhere. There is Maybe there I is. Read. But I kind of blew through them because I knew what I was doing. So I guess maybe it could have been in there. I went through but, the yeah. entire game suffering and complaining well, to myself <laughs> you know, still about the situation commands. Even knowing what? that I had to press L2, 
Sometimes I would just look over at my situation commands and see, oh, there's something I want to use. I'll press triangle, and then I accidentally activated something I didn't want because I wasn't paying yeah. enough attention. So it's it's, it's not like it's, it solves the problem entirely or anything. Yeah. Which, but that's why I think if they decluttered situation commands as a whole, then it would be a lot better. Because you don't have to stick... If you're going to do all this attraction flow stuff and keep the limits that were in Kingdom Hearts 2, like the ones you can do with Donald and Goofy or the ones you can do with Disney characters, I don't see why it can't just be on the menu. Because even in Cage 2, there was an ability you could check that's like, if you want to activate those using the triangle button, you can. But in this game, they don't give you an option to do it. And it doesn't cost MP or anything. You can just use it. Which feels a little imbalanced. See, the, the less time I have to spend in that shitty little menu, the better. Is just the way I look at it. But there should yeah, have been an option. Yeah, but also, that, like, if you had the option to pick one or the way or the other, then it just wouldn't be an issue at all for anybody. Yeah. So, I'd like, at least if they have to be on situation commands, they could just, like, they could take MP or something. Because the fact that you can throw them out so easily is a little weird. But that being said, that's probably that and Shotlock feeling a little underwhelming, but at least it's better than it was where you had to equip them, because at least now it's tied to your Keyblades. So I like that. But those are virtually my only issues with the like Sora's loadout, for lack of a better term. Because everything else is like a dream. Like the Keyblade switching is probably my favorite thing about yeah. it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Because I'll be honest, uh, once when I got the Pirates of the Caribbean Keyblade, I just stuck with that one. Too. Because it's like the game, the previous games acted like, oh, you'll totally want to keep using this Keyblade from the beginning of the game, even though the stats are shit by that point. Yeah. So I appreciate the fact that I can go into the Synthesis Workshop and upgrade them. And if I want to keep using the Winnie the Pooh Keyblade for the whole game and keep that form change, I can. I, I loved that I was able to drag the kingdom key to the end of the game without it being a challenge run. Yeah. Because that's his iconic keyblade, and it, all, it was always a thing in every game where it felt weird that you couldn't... Like, the kingdom key is so iconic, but you always change it, and you never change it back unless you know that you're inhibiting yourself. And now that doesn't matter, because you can pick which keyblades you like. And my favorite thing about it is, like, all the transformations are great. But the fact that you can store transformations by switching on the fly and when you switch, it stores your place in the combo is like that extra step of, oh my God, this is, it's, it's like a genius idea because you can I, go from like, you can spam <clears throat> your arrow guns a little bit into your combo, switch over to the pirates one and then be like, okay, I'm going to continue the combo. Like if you, if you happen to like a finisher on a Keyblade transformation, you can use another one that you like the base combo more of and then build up to the finisher and then switch before the finisher so you can just proc the finisher with another, like the the possibilities of this are like fucking mass, like there's a numerous amount of possibilities for this. And it just opened my mind <laughs> to like, it's, it made the combat in terms of variety, some like, I can understand being given a lot of options, but Again, aside from shot locks, I used everything else as much as I probably could have. And on the topic of synthesis, I 
I never felt like collecting things was worth my while in any other game. Oh, I disagree. Um, you... Okay, well, tell me why you disagree, because I'm interested in that. I mean, with Kingdom but, Hearts 2 specifically, like, Ultimate Weapon was, like, the first thing I, that I had on my mind. So I was for always Kingdom looking Hearts for, like, 3? the Aura Halcom and the Aura Halcom Pluses and everything like that. Dream yeah. Drop also had stuff that you could feed for your, um, for the Dream Eaters. Then, mm. you know, it helps, like, when you give the Dream Eaters more stuff, like, they, you can use them to, like, upgrade your stats and everything like that. So, like, if it's, it's not a spoiler, Kingdom Hearts 2 and Dream Drop are, like, two of my favorite games in the series, so I, and I'll be honest, I didn't really I did not use the synthesis that much in this game, I just stuck with the Pirates of the Caribbean Keyblade, like as soon as I got that I was riding that thing out to the end of the game and from, huh. and then, but even before that I just used the Tangled one because that one has like a really overpowered transformation, and I just stuck with it I didn't really feel the need to experiment with the others, because one was getting the job done well enough so on that topic, you, you, generally I'm I was the type to rely on strength only keyblades. Uh, because that's just I never really liked the menus in this game. Or in these games mm. rather, so I kind of steered away from spells until more recent playthroughs of these games. So I liked that I could keep a strength uh, focused keyblade in one slot and a magic focused one in another slot. Yeah, I did. So that, that yeah. If I want to start casting spells, I could swap over to the Elsa Keyblade and start shooting thunder at everything. And if that's yeah. not working too well, I could switch back to Happy Gear and beat the crap out of them with Keyblade <laughs> Swings. That's exactly what I did, Michael. I, I, that was like, I had Happy Gear, uh, Elsa Keyblade, and um, the Ratatouille Keyblade uh, for like... Other than the Ultima Weapon, those were the three I always had uh, towards the end of the game. Because I did that exact same thing. And like, um... I don't know, Ryan. Because I loved finding the Oracleum. Is that how you pronounce it? Or Oracalcum. 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 I enjoyed finding that in the other games. But like the Damascus, the stuff that you were collecting in the gummy ship parts, which we won't touch that yet, because there's a lot to say about the gummy ship, but like... Is there? I think there is. But anyways... Okay. <laughs> I, I, I never I synthesized... A amount to say about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I never synthesized in the other games, but I found myself always returning to the synthesis menu and doing like all the photo missions and really collecting things. I... I I I've, I was having a blast exploring this world, like, I I really love that. I I loved gathering materials. I liked upgrading all my keyblades. I loved crafting new weapons for Donald and Goofy. Like I don't know. I've never had that much fun collecting things and then synthesizing things in any other game. I did like the Dream Eaters though. I I love the Dream Eaters. Yeah, I think it might be down to the fact that the level design is very good. Like, yeah. by far when, when the you, best when in I the series. First played it, when I first played it, I had, like, Whiplash. And to be fair, some people don't give it the credit it deserves. I think Dream Drop Distance set the groundwork for this. But I do think KH3 is better at it. But I'm not going to say that it came out of nowhere. But coming off, like, Kingdom Hearts 2, which I was, like my previous rock going into kingdom hearts 3 i was like what the fuck like 
the fact that these levels feel like actual levels now. It just kind of blew my mind well, a little not, bit. They don't feel like levels, they feel like worlds. Uh, like we have actual yes. NPCs in a Kingdom Hearts game. It's like, it only took us like 10 games, but we finally have people walking around Twilight Town. We finally have bot innocent bystanders in Olympus while shit is happening. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, also the um, the treasure chests, I think, are hidden very well. And pair that with lucky emblems, which is oh, one don't of Don't even like, get me started on those lucky emblems. <laughs> I don't fucking say love anything. those things. Okay, I hate good. them, but I love them. <laughs> okay. Because I, I love lucky emblems. I will not hear heresy. No, they're like they're the Korok seeds. Where it's just like, you think something's happening, well, you need to like, drop everything. It's like, wait, wait. I'm not leaving this one spot until I find that stupid lucky emblem. And then when you seeds. see it, it's just like, it, it, what, what's that? It's like getting a dopamine fix in your brain. It's just like, ah. Oh. Well, I think they're a lot more creative because they use, some of them use the environment themselves. Oh yeah, like and lighting too. To, like make a Mickey symbol, which is really neat. <laughs> I remember I, I... It, there was there was a lucky emblem in the Tangled World, and it was um, it's right in front of the tower with the rocks. And um, I was running towards the tower, and then Donald goes, Oh, there might be a lucky emblem here. Like, Where is it? And I'm running towards the tower. And then, like, it starts playing a cutscene, and I start screaming, like, No! No! I need to find this fucking emblem! The cutscene ended, and I, I spent... around here. <laughs> I, I spent, like, 30 minutes looking for this stupid thing, and then I found the rocks, and I'm like, Oh! Fuck! Um, yeah, they're like, they're almost like optical illusions sometimes. I know, I love, I love them, but I hate them. But I love them. I'm very <laughs> they conflicted. Give you, they give you really good items, so it's like this game does a really like. I think it gets the most out of its levels really well. I, I love that. I agree. Um, yeah, though I, I have to say, the Nut Boys, you can never disown that those Koroks. I fucking <laughs> there. There's not Michael. Uh, I can. Whenever I talk about collectibles, I always feel bad because I know Michael and I have ideological differences on, um... <laughs> <laughs> That's one on way to put it, I guess. <laughs> I... I really love the Korok We have a seeds. dogmatic separation on coins of the blue variety. <laughs> I love the Lucky Emblems, though. There's, a. Uh, I do, too. I... Oh, oh! Speaking of lucky emblems, the fucking selfie mode or like the camera mode in this game. Oh, this is off topic from the level design, but I took a selfie with every single boss. It was yeah, great. That's totally something you would do. I took. <laughs> I took a. Funny. Okay, so I have a. Can I say a spoiler? You, you can bleep this out in post, but yeah. I have a spoiler. <laughs> I mean, I did it just to see Sora's adorable smile. He does have an adorable smile. Well, that's why he's the best character. You know, not... Sh um... Hmm. Maybe. That's why he's the best character. I'll say it again. See, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll back you up, DJ. Years. I don't know. Yeah, he's not he's like my uh, favorite. flat, boring aqua chick. <laughs> don't right, we're not gonna talk about plot aqua. yet. No plot no. yet. No, no, uh... <laughs> I love her. We are on the topic of gameplay still, but, um, <laughs> perhaps this... Perhaps this integrates itself well with the gameplay discussion, but... 
the comments like the banter between Donald and Goofy and Sora in this game is incredible. I I love all the comments they were making. Like, there might Sora, be some ingredients buy around a pixelizer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Fucking. <laughs> I can't I fucking that. do Donald. <laughs> I I just I, I love having Donald and Goofy and you can like talk to them in the gameplay. You can talk to all the characters like that you have in your party. And you know, they feel now like that you actually mentioned that, one thing I really like about this game over the others is that you use everybody in the party. Yes. You have like up to five people now. And I think that is incredibly yeah. useful. Like I actually got uses out of like the uh like the Tangle command and you know using Woody and Buzz's rocket thingy. Mm -hmm. Like they were, act they actually felt useful. So I liked how it felt as if every party member had some reason to be there. And also too, you don't have to sacrifice one of your party members to get that specific party member in your party. Right. Holy shit! How many times did I say party? Um, like you can have five characters in the Tangled World. You have Rapunzel, Flynn Rider, Donald, Goofy, and Sora. And then like. Oh, the, the fucking frozen world where you have a... Uh, what's his name? The snow monster. Marshmallow. Yes. Dude, when I got there, <clears throat> I was like, they're not going to give this to me as a party member, right? And they did. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> that just kind of took me off guard because I expected something from it. And that is not what I expected from a party member. Really I expected cool. Olaf. <laughs> I would have hated yeah, having Olaf. I was Olaf. like, so when do we get Olaf and Elsa? <laughs> was, hey members? guys, was, have you seen my movie Pixel starring Adam Sandler? <laughs> I was uh, low-key hoping that we get Elsa as a party member, even though I don't really I like, like anything about Frozen, but I thought that would have been pretty cool. Pun entirely intended. <laughs> oh, Ryan, you sussy son of a bitch! <laughs> I didn't get um, to mention this, but I wanted to mention it here because it feels like we're we're drifting away from that topic. But I, in terms of level design, I resonated with Toy Box especially because yeah. it it reminds me so much of the PS One game. Well, it's not just on PS One, but it's known for the being full on PS1. the full name is really long. I don't like saying it all the time. So the Toy Story Two game, the PS One that I played. It reminds me a lot of that, down to the fact that you explore ventilation shafts, and it kind of freaked me out. I was like, what? This feels, like, absurdly specific. And it kind of hit upon my nostalgia bones in a way that I was not expecting it to. And they, they make really good use of the fact that you're toy-sized. Like, it's, it's so cool. I love it. Yep. And it, like, I think it something would have been lost if they tried to do that in Kingdom Hearts 2, for instance. Because I, I'm glad they waited until now when they are actually making competent levels. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If it was a, if it was in Kingdom Hearts two, it would just be in Andy's house, and everything would be a hallway, and you'd have to keep walking back and forth between rooms in these hallways because Maleficent would show that. up somewhere. I don't know about that. Because because <laughs> I remember since you brought up the Toy Story world. We're not, I'm not going to get too into the story, because I like the story in the Toy Story world, but what you actually do is kind of boring, because in the Toy Story world, you got a big area to explore, which is pretty cool, but you're playing a giant game of back and forth, you know, but in Kingdom Hearts 2, 
like I remember like in the Tron world, you, you get to like participate in like the little games like on the on the motorbike. And then the Mulan world, you gotta you gotta like take part in the avalanche thing or the it's like when the hunter coming down, you get to defend like the, the Emperor's doorway. Like I remember, it has stuff like that. Like parts from the movie, and it actually felt like as if you were playing out the parts in those movies. Three didn't really I... have a lot of that kind of stuff. Like in the in the my, the mm. what's that? Big Hero Six world. There's a part where you have to like jump through rings. In in Frozen World, you go through a maze and then you have to climb up a, a giant mountain like three times. <laughs> Tangle yeah. to get a smell roses, and you do a dance. Yeah, I, I really like that. That was cute. It wa I, I, it's cute the first time. After what? a while, it wears out the welcome. Come on! But you don't have to do it. That's <laughs> that's don't. why I like it. That's you why don't. I but like if I it. see if, if I see a party I'm, member running somewhere and it says press triangle, I'm a press I'm, triangle. Like, I've never seen in a game where they just they allow you to do something to enrich character interactions that you just don't have to do, and they don't reward you intrinsically. Which is fair. Interesting. I also don't. I um, the land of dragons fucking sucks. It's, <laughs> it's gigantic empty space. Like <laughs> there there is nothing interesting about the land of dragons. It fucking blows. Mm. The pride lands. It fucking sucks. Uh, at least the pride lands had the lion form going for it. At least oh, playing yeah, that around was so with that fun form to play was fun. With. It was! <laughs> Fuck you! Eat my like, to each his own, but like, with, with the Toy Story world, you there were three levels that you had to go up, and like... Uh, there were parts of the stores that, like, you could explore. There was a... There, there was like that doll section, then there was a video game section. Were they it, actually advertised an actual Final Fantasy game? Verum Rex, yeah. Dude, I, no, I, not Verum Rex, I'm talking about Final Fantasy... Final Fantasy, Dissidia, NT. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's stuff on the shelves. Yeah, that was sick. But there's, that's what like, that's what I'm talking about, though. There's so much detail in these levels. It's yeah, absurd. the detail is definitely there. I'm not arguing against it. I'm I'm more so arguing about the stuff that you actually do in the worlds. Okay, Ryan, here's a question: What do you do in fucking what's what's a what's a good example? Atlantica. <laughs> Atlantic is a bad example. What do you, <laughs> I can't. What do you do in the Pirates of the Caribbean world in Kingdom Hearts Two? You you, you select the places on a map and walk through hallways and kill heartless. Yes. That's what you do. You, gotta, you gotta find the gold trinkets and you gotta be careful with the with the it the crew members that you ass. face because they're under the curse. You have to fight them in the right lighting, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, but then you knock him out of the lighting, then you have to be like, Oh, I gotta knock you back into the lighting. This is fun, interesting gameplay. Or you can like, just use magic. Know, because I, f I feel like there's this idea that Kingdom Hearts 3 just doesn't have this stuff, but I don't agree. Oh, no, it does. I'm just I'm more so I'm arguing that the stuff that Kingdom Hearts 2, I just I liked it better. I remember it more. Well, that's well, that's kind of why playing I really it for like thirteen years, 3. Ryan. Of course, you're gonna remember it. <laughs> that's it's well, why yeah, I but like that Kingdom stuff Hearts. still sticks out. That's why Again, like it's like third. in Kingdom Hearts three in the in the San Francisco world, the Big Hero Six world. You got the fucking rings in a game. Yeah, it's the only thing thing you shit. do in the world. You go through rings one time, but yeah, then the rest of it is exploring a gigantic city. It's fucking stupid. But I will say, I will say, this is a paradigm shift. But I do want to give a credit though. Think about this. I do want to give a credit though. I thought the pirate world was the best thing in the game because it offers the most to do. You got the boat stuff. You got the underwater combat. You got exploring the town. I thought that was really cool. And that is way better than picking a room on a map so that you can walk through hallways. 
Eat my butt! Yes. <laughs> you know, what is the butt? I, I need, like, okay, three. We get to three, and wh whatever you think individually of these things, the fact that they're back after birth by sleep and dream drop distance, which were heavily focused on, like, there was almost none of that stuff in those games, is what I'm trying to say. And mm -hmm. it does feel kind of refreshing that there are cool little sections, like, in Toy Box, you play Verum Rex. That was cool. You can yeah. go into it again and get a high score and stuff. There are, like, little mini-achievements if you want to do it again. Yeah, that's Same fair. with, like, the, the Frozen Slider in, um, the... I, I just call it Frozen Arendelle. World, because I can never... Yeah, Arendelle. Um, you can do that again. And you can, when you play it again, it's like different because there are orbs you can collect and there are optimal paths you can figure out. There's the entirety of like the Flan side quests, which yeah, have their yeah. own unique mini games. And well, they're like way better than the like mini the games have ever been executed. Two? Yes, it is exactly like that, except yeah. it's Good. like they're different the mini games, suck. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have far, to say but... this too. Fucking, I, I hate. Okay, let me let me tread carefully because we probably <laughs> Okay. I I have never liked the worlds in Kingdom Hearts. I I I don't like them from a gameplay perspective. I always love their visual design like Traverse Town, the music, the visuals, I love it. I don't think the worlds got good until Dream Drop Distance. Hot take, I know. Uh, but my my point is in two for me the only gameplay interesting world was like hollow bastion because there was a lot to do it wasn't like a lot of hallways it, it felt big and like it, there was a sense of urgency while you were there and i always felt that in all of the worlds in this game like also the uh, cavern of remembrance but that's technically hollow bastion as well but yeah, i count yeah. that as its own little thing the, the 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 main point of this is that even like you know we you, you touched on the point of it being more memorable but I can't think I'll ever forget you know in San Fran Tokyo like you go to that Golden Gate Bridge thing and like it just begins with you there and that was sick you're like going through and then it opens up to a gigantic city that you get to just flow motion, run up buildings, and then like explore and everything. And like, you know, all of the boss fights there where you have to save all of the big Hero 6 members and everything. I honestly thought I, that was tedious. But. I loved it. I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting. And then obviously Pirates of the Caribbean is a fantastic world. I, I spent three hours in that, just exploring every single island, going underwater, and that was awesome. That was great. And to be fair, Ryan, to be fair, to be Frank, and to be Jeff. <laughs> Why did I say that? <laughs> um, My name's Jeff. Monstropolis, Monstropolis kind of has the issue I think you're referring to, because personally, I think Monstropolis was the weakest world out of the bunch. Yeah, uh, I don't think it was the weakest, but it's up there. My vote on that goes to, to Arendelle. That, I liked I Arendelle. I, I liked going up the mountain, and then you have the avalanche, and then like... And then you go up the mountain again, I, I and then really you get knocked like down the, again. Then you go back up the mountain again. I really like the Ice Palace. 
Yeah, yes. I that enjoy the, best part the labyrinth. Of the world. That you're talking about the maze? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, maze, I liked quote, the maze unquote, because it, it reminded really me that confusing. of when Kingdom Hearts One had dungeons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminded yeah, like me in, of going um, through the Cape of Wonders for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of just like it because it it had a neat atmosphere. Mm. Like it was it was a very it, you know that very specific kind of chilly ambiance like cuz you're in a snow world but it's also like really somber and kind of creepy. It's not like scary, but like it's like kind of like the ice cavern in Ocarina of Time. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's kind of like I don't even know how to describe it, but I just like that. I like no. how it's like a little bit dim. It's just really cool. I Michael. liked it because it, it didn't remind me of Frozen, so... And didn't take my mind off of that is, is a good it, thing. You know what, Ryan? Playing this world, the one positive I'll give it is it reminded me of how good of a movie Frozen is. Yes! <laughs> yes! Uh, you know what? I actually... I... I really like Frozen too. Ugh. Yes. I liked though, it when I, I saw even it in theaters. I prefer Tangled. I I really like Frozen. Michael, yeah, I, I, I won't discount that. I think people Michael. tend. This is ironic coming from me, but I think that people kind of let the pop culture reaction to Frozen and how it became the best thing ever overnight kind of shape their. You know what I mean. I'm usually Welcome guilty to of that game myself. discussion, Michael. Well, no, I'm more so because I saw it with my cousin and my sister. My cousin being a little bad at the time, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, "What the fuck am I watching? Why won't the snowman die? I want him to die." You have a cold heart, Ryan. I do. <laughs> you could even say it's frozen. <laughs> Michael, you know what the ice labyrinth reminded me of? What? My cold uh, heart. You know in Paper Mario 64, that uh, oh, ice yeah. palace? That's what I, I was... Um, yeah, I was playing that theme in my head while I was going through it. It would have fit perfectly <clears throat> in there. Yeah, it like, would have. You, know you know what else I just remembered? If you revisit the worlds, they have unique dialogue and... Um, especially like if you go back to Olympus, they're like mm, rebuilding the city. Yeah. And previous, like, there are shortcuts that open up that allow you to easily traverse it so that you can explore it easier for treasure chests and lucky emblems if you decide to go back. There's stuff like, um, in Monstropolis there was a fire and everything was on fire and there was chaos and, and that Roger doesn't happen Craig when you Smith revisit it. CDA came out. <laughs> um, because that elf is it's, in this it's, game. Like, if you, I realized that if you go to where you kill the rock titan, the... Sora and Donald will like have a comment. Sora will be like, I wonder what, like, I wonder how the Rock Titan survived that fall. And then Hercules says, D -d -d I can't believe you guys defeated the Rock Titan. And I'm like, this is dialogue that they poured time and effort into that almost nobody will see. And it's just yeah. like, it's really cool that they went through that and that you have a reason to go back just for like, these little extras. And the fact that it promotes exploration so well kind of furthers you to go back at some point and be like, I'm going to explore the rest of it, find the lucky emblems, because they're really well hidden, and so are the treasure chests for the first on, time in forever. On that you know? note, I really did like Mount Olympus as a level, and it reminded me a lot of the uh, the opening act in God of War 3, so that always tickled my funny bone. Yo! <laughs> it's, like, it's, like that, it's literally like the same thing, where it's like you're climbing up Mount yeah. Olympus, and there's a fucking titan, and it's like really cinematic and big and epic. Like, I think it's fuck. a really cool evolution because in one, you just go to the Colosseum 
and then in two you get to explore the underworld fully, and then in three there's like you explore the entire fucking city and then the heavens itself basically. That Mount was Olympus. sick. Now, oh one gosh. thing I don't like about the Olympus world, and this could potentially be a spoiler, is that there's no Colosseum. Like, Kingdom Hearts 1 had it. I, don't, I wouldn't consider that a spoiler, Wait, to no. say that there's no Colosseum. Kingdom Hearts 1 had something like that, you know, a gauntlet. Kingdom Hearts 2 had a gauntlet. I don't know why Kingdom Hearts 3 didn't have a gauntlet. Yeah, you know, I don't know why it didn't have one either. I my fair. my hot take and I told this to Michael before my tinfoil conspiracy theory is that for the next Sony console which is confirmed in development and all of the first party uh, software designers have moved on to it or developers rather uh, my conspiracy theory is that we're gonna get a Kingdom Hearts 3 final mix package for that new console Ugh. and it's gonna have cut content like the mysterious tower it's gonna probably have something like uh, the Colosseum, where you can like have data battles and secret bosses and everything. Oh, you mean stuff that just should have been in the game that we've been waiting 13 yeah. years for? Do you feel that way about KH2 Final Mix? Yes, actually. Okay, well, good. Well, actually, there are no. people online who just ignore that entirely. The fact that KH2 Vanilla, in comparison to Final Mix, was complete, like, very bare bones. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fair, but, but, at the same time, and this is just a personal thing, I didn't, when I played Kingdom Hearts 2, I didn't know about Final Mix. And when I found out about it, I'm like, what the fuck? First of all, why wasn't that stuff in the game? Second of all, why don't we have it yet? Because Final Mix was on the PS2 first, and then they brought it over to the PS4. At so, yeah. this point, I do have a sympathy for them, because I do believe that they did have to cut a few corners. But I have sympathy for them, because it's been in development longer than it probably should have been. And they had to restart at some point, because they had to, like... They had, I think they switched engines, or they something happened, and they had to restart a lot of the process. And... I can imagine that they just... It wouldn't be worth it to repeat a situation that happened with Final Fantasy XV, and they're like... Mm. What's there is completely sufficient and worth $60. Like, I have no question about that. So... I don't, like... I don't necessarily have a problem... They've actually said that they don't, like, Nomura at least has said, I don't know how much sway he has, but he said that he doesn't want to do a final mix because we're in the age of DLC, mm -hmm. and he'd yeah. rather just do that. There's no reason Which to... I would rather have, admittedly, than 3.5. Would... Well, I'm saying that I assume that when the new console for Sony gets announced, we'll have, like, a final mix version that has the DLC there. Mm -hmm. You know, Which, Kingdom Hearts 3 Definitive Edition. That Most is something, that, like, that is one of my biggest criticisms with Kingdom Hearts 3. Is like, yes, base Kingdom Hearts 2 did not have a lot of the stuff that Final Mix had. That's a fair point. But at the same time, we now have the Final Mix version of Kingdom Hearts 2, and that set the bar. My issue, and, you know, I have something else to say after I'm done saying this bit... My issue is that, like, Kingdom Hearts 3, when you compare it to Kingdom Hearts 2, Final Mix, it's, it is lacking in content. Like, I think there should have been more super bosses. I wish there was more Final Fantasy stuff in the game, and I wish that the Final, the Final Fantasy characters were, you know, I wish they had a role, you know? And, you know, I wish we had the Gauntlet. I wish we had a Sephiroth boss battle, or a, a secret level, like the... 
whatever the cave was in Kingdom Hearts 2, the Cavern of Remembrance, in the data log yeah. battles, and all that kind of stuff. I wish we had stuff like that in Kingdom Hearts 3, but with that said, all the stuff that King that uh, King K said about the development of Kingdom Hearts 3 is true, but on top of that, Nomura also had his hands tied with the Final Fantasy VII remake, and that was also going through development hell. So, I want to be harder on this game, but I can't really do that because I know that this game and Nomura's other project were both going through development hell, both for, like, their own reasons. Like, Kingdom Hearts 3 was in development hell because of, uh, because of Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII was also in development hell because of Kingdom Hearts 3. And now that we have one out of the way, he cannot focus all of his attention and efforts on his other project. So there's no. that, at least. Yeah, I, I do actually grant you everything. Because... <laughs> like is, we, Michael, we all just say? exploded. <laughs> <laughs> all, all three remaining unversed cast were like... Poof. I was just gonna say that I agree with the Sephiroth. I don't know why Sephiroth's not in the game. Yeah. Because at this point, you might as well. Because... I, like, I get- he said why. He said that he believes that the Cloud and Sephiroth storyline was sufficiently closed in 2. And, like, I get it. But also, I want to fight Sephiroth in the third game. <laughs> you know? Like, so, it's hard. I don't know. Well, maybe we I... could have, like, an actually good Final Fantasy villain instead. Ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> like, oh, Michael, you're really tickling my funny bone. I'm actually okay if we don't, like... Because Nomura has actually said too that uh, he doesn't think that the series the series is big enough now that he doesn't think he needs to rely on Final Fantasy anymore. Okay. And I kind uh, of agree with that. About that. About that. Yes, the Final Fantasy stuff was in the original Kingdom Hearts games because, you know, it, it was there as a crutch. Okay? That's why it was put there. But at the same time, it's also a part of its identity. You know, like the whole pitch for Kingdom Hearts for Kingdom Hearts in general was Final Fantasy meets Disney. There isn't a lot of Final Fantasy in Kingdom Hearts three besides a, a couple of Easter eggs and brief mentions. I mean, so I it consider feels kind the, of the original cast to be the Final Fantasy part because they might as well be Final Fantasy characters, just a bit lighter. Mm -hmm. But so my thing I don't, is like. My thing I'd is, rather is that... that because every time a Final Fantasy character comes in, it just feels like a weird cameo. The only time that they've gone super in depth with it is with the Traverse Town people. No, I would say Kingdom Hearts Two with the whole thing with Radiant Garden and Hollow Bastion. Well, that's that's what I mean is with oh. those people. Okay, that, I thought like, you meant like in Kingdom Hearts One in Traverse Town. Yeah, that's but what I, think, I mean. But my, yeah, but my, that's that's my thing is that like I wanted to see those people return to Kingdom Hearts Three because they were in the first two games. And they had a large yeah. presence in those games. That yeah. also kind of cast. a little bit. Yeah, I'm kind of a little bit like, why are they not here again? Because I if, don't see why not. Why like, wasn't Radiant Garden playable? Ex Man, exactly. I, we I see it brought up a lot of times, content. but it's not somewhere where you can go. Yeah, I, I want them, and I want to know they, how they were doing. Yeah, I. They also uh, they had a musical track that was entirely new for uh radiant garden did you hear that well that's like, that's why i think because mysterious tower was playable in trailers yeah and so the, there and they, is something like you're right that, that wasn't in the game that is, that's evidence enough that something happened mm -hmm. you know like either they decided that it wasn't worth being in the game because maybe it was just like outside of the tower and they're like eh 
like um, maybe there wasn't more to that. We don't know for sure, but I I think that some things happened behind the scenes that we we yeah. aren't privy to. Yeah, I mean honestly, like this might this might sound just a bit over dramatic, but like a console Kingdom Hearts game without Squall and Yuffie and Sid and Aerith and Cloud, it feels a little naked, and it just. I was asking myself throughout the entire time, I was like, okay, when are we going to see these guys? When are we going to see these guys? And then the credits rolled, and I'm like, where are they? What are they doing? This doesn't feel right. It's just, I don't know, it bothered me. It see, really I, bothered me. I agree to an extent, because I, of course, uh, I, I really would want to know what they're doing. And I feel like since it is this finale, I would like to know... Uh, their arcs being closed, even if they kind of were in two, I would still like to see them at the very least. Um, That's exactly it. It's like they, their story was done, but it would have been nice to see them at least cheer you on. Yeah, just yeah, for finale's they, they sake. Were, they were pretty. I mean, Lord knows they crammed everything else into this game. They were pretty integral characters. I'm just gonna gloss over that. Uh, they're pretty <laughs> integral to the previous games, so I don't know <laughs> why. Why they weren't I, in this one? But the, but the that yeah. said, with all this stuff cut, I still think that what we got was sufficient. You know, like it lived up to my expectations of what I believed content-wise that we would get, with a little bit of like a little like a few rather is a better word, a few things that I think it could have done better, but mm. are like vastly outweighed by the things that I think that it delivered on. In I that also, respect. I including, also, including me thinking that all of their Disney choices were good. Because uh, I like them. Oh, hold on. Hold that thought. Because, first of all, I want to apologize to the viewers since I'm, I'm very energetic tonight. Oh no. I, I've been... Mean? What? <laughs> what do I you mean, that. Michael? What are you trying I to... I fucking love that. <laughs> What, what you know, Michael, you, you, I have you're like apologizing in advance for something. <laughs> uh, no, I, I've been I've been looking forward to talk about Kingdom Hearts three with my three beautiful friends for for like years. We started this podcast, and we were literally called the Unversed Cast, <laughs> like which is named after we, the worst things in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Which is in three for some reason, but that's <laughs> no, I don't saw say that for some I'm, reason. No, there is a reason. No, 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 no. Not uh, in the game that is supposed to wrap up everything. I like that they're there. I like but, that we can fight nobodies again. I like that we can fight Unverse. Yeah, even though it's, Unverse are just discount heartless. All right, Michael. Who we'll cares? tackle. They're different. Not really. No. Are they? Yes, the, I mean, the generic plot-wise, plot yeah. Are but literally who cares? Just like, shadows. who cares if they're heartless or not? Because they're going to be differently designed anyway. Then I mean, why like, not just make tell, them heartless? Because like, well, the, 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 are established, like a, and it's like a cool not like it's like oh, Vanitas is here. It's just spoilers. like a signal. It's like okay, a signal. yeah, I can give you that, King K. Like, like Vanitas being in Monsters Inc. is not spoilers, by the way. Let's say if you weren't following Kingdom Hearts three, right? You weren't following the trailers, you wanted to go completely blind, and you, you were you came across the Monsters Inc. world, and you saw the inverse, you could probably think to yourself, oh shit, Vanitas? And then he shows up, it's like, whoa! Yeah, and but, that's I mean, that's my what was the sick. issue that I have always had with the Unversed is that, like, 
the nobodies in the Heartless felt different to fight, right? Unverse don't really feel different than the Heartless. That's I, my issue with it. I think they're just different by virtue of the fact that even Heartless have different enemy designs. So to mm. me, it, I never really cared as I mean, long as the fair. designs were different. The only thing that's the exact same are the Mook Heartless, like the, the Goomba equivalent to Shadows. <laughs> the Goomba! <laughs> you mean the I, Shadows? I also <laughs> I also want to say that we're we're like you know we talked about the design there for a minute that's a meta comment is that a meta comment to say it's a meta comment anyway we talked about the design but when I was playing the game I feel like I never noticed the designs I like I subconsciously see them and I'm like cool but with any game, I'm uh, always like, I'm I'm defeating an enemy, and I don't really care. No, I didn't really it get that, because cool. I, I remember when I saw the, the frog-looking inverse thing, I'm like, what the fuck is this? That was neat. So that was stuck out. That. Oh, and the reindeer heartless, I liked those. Yeah. thought those were cute. Oh. And I then, liked um, the ones that, that had umbrellas. Yeah, yeah, in the Tangled World. Yeah. They're such I an those. odd design choice, but I like that. They were cute. And I like cute things. So, yeah. I think, um... What was uh, the boss in the Tangled World? I, I really like that one. That one was pretty cool. I did not cool. like that boss. Really? Wow, okay. <laughs> Which one? Because I, that was like one of the only bosses that I was like, what the fuck? Because first of all, it okay, it's the thing, Michael, that you fight in the at the Rapunzel's Tower, and it like it looks like a tree, kind of. Yeah, I but know the one. Um, uh, I don't get it. Uh, like, it's, it's really big, it's kind of hard to avoid attacks, I just found that it flew around sometimes. And also it has a phase where it makes you jump through a hole, and then jump through a hole behind you, and then jump through a hole behind you again, and then it stops doing that. That was weird, and then, yeah. And I, it just felt like a really weird boss that felt unfocused and too big for its own good. I like but, the part but, where like you have to knock it off the tower, then you jump down, you skydive, and then you slam into it. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I, I prefer do have to stuff say. like, like the frozen boss. I prefer that. that no. Okay. Really okay. Cool. King K. Let me ask you something. Okay. So in the frozen, like the frozen boss, the bit where the the mm -hmm. what are you supposed to do? You to, have to, to be honest, I don't know. I think you're just supposed to hit the wolves and yeah, then you get a reaction command. Yeah, I never got that reaction it. command. It fell on me every single time. So <laughs> I got it every time. I don't know exactly what triggers it. I just assume that you have to hit the minions. That's what you have to do, because then it builds up that gauge, reaction command gauge thing. Like, it, it will have the arrow above the menu. I never got that. I kept getting yeah. hit by it. I, I do what happens have to when say, you get hit by it? I'm kind of curious. It falls down on you and then you take damage. I mean, that's really it. Okay, I thought it would like instantly kill you or something. I, I, that's what I was worried about. But it doesn't do that. It just it just takes off some damage and that's it. I really liked the the Pirates of the Caribbean boss because I don't know. I love the <laughs> Davy Jones fight. I want to talk more about that Life later on when we talk about fair. the plot. <laughs> <laughs> I love Davy Jones. Also, okay, yeah, we, we can talk about that a bit more after, but, you know, since we'll just talk about it now. Fuck it. Do a live. 
Haha. <laughs> what specifically are you wanting to talk about? The Davy Jones fight. Which boss fight? Davy Jones. Okay. Davy Jones. I said it. Well, Discord Don't disagrees with you. You are a liar, <laughs> and you will spend an eternity on my ship. <laughs> <laughs> I I liked um, you know uh. I like the plot point that the organization is in the Pirates of the Caribbean world to get the black box. But then they're like, oh, you're searching for the black box on the, the Flying Dutchman. And then the organization guy goes there. And then it's just, it's just not the box they're looking for. And he's like, oh shit, I, I wonder if I even have it. You know, it's almost leaves. like the Disney worlds are a waste of time in the main plot. I don't care! It's it almost like funny. as if the black box was a giant wild goose chase the entire time. You think uh, we can we're talk not... about Disney World plots before talking about the actual <laughs> plot? We we you will. Know, okay, we yeah, allowed let's to talk do that? about. Okay, because I got some weird things to say about these Disney worlds, like in the Tangled world. Okay, because I haven't seen Tangled. This was my first experiencing anything relating to Tangled. Okay, and then like. I'm playing the game like normal, and all of a sudden, uh, Eugene is on a boat with a rope tied around his neck, or Finn or whatever, and then Rapunzel's going, Eugene! And at the time, I'm like, who the fuck is Eugene? Why is she calling him Eugene all of a sudden? Because that that wasn't established. Yeah, and then you find out at the end, it's like, problem. oh yeah, by the way, my name is Eugene, but we don't see that, we don't see that, that take place that in the actual world. That is a problem with the Tangled world, yes, is that and then the there's important world, exposition that is not delivered at all. Like, and then in the frozen world, okay, you don't even see the, the guy. I don't, like, you see him, like, carrying Elsa at one point, then you see him whack his sword at Elsa, and that, that's it! That's it, he doesn't say a word! Oh, another thing too about the about the the fucking Tangled world is that he's on the boat. He has a he's like tied to a boat. Sora gets knocked out, and all of a sudden he's back again. It's like, how did that happen? Where'd you come from? Oh, what? you're like that. <laughs> that's, why yes, that is, that's why I prefer when the Disney worlds have their original plots. Though oh, to yeah, be fair, that, it was kind was of cool. hard to make an original plot out of Tangled because they wanted to use Rapunzel's hair, and she cuts her hair. So I don't like. That seemed like yeah, but an then almost she has impossible it back in the animated series. <laughs> Michael, just... you you are like the biggest CinemaSins fan I know. Bing. I've never but seen you know a else, single is... episode of CinemaSins in my life. Why does Rapunzel have her hair back if she cut it off in the movie? <laughs> I'm sh I'm sure it's explained in the animated series. I've only seen like one I episode. You're gonna of say it. I'm sure it's explained in the anime. <laughs> <laughs> But, I, like, another thing is also is that, like, in Dreamdrop Distance, you had, like, flashback cutscenes in the Disney worlds that helped fill in the gaps. Why didn't this one have it? Yes, well, what that I have was to say a problem. Is that if they, if they were going to just tell the movie plot again, they might as well have left the important details in. Yeah. yeah. Even though I don't want them to do it, they might as well if they're going to go that route anyway. And God help you if you know nothing about the Pirates of the Caribbean world. Yeah, you are going to be about really that lost. specific movie. Because first I of think... all, first of all, At World's End is a confusing fever dream of a movie. So you go from that, and then you go to a, a franchise that is infamous for being complicated, and you put the two together, and you're just there standing there, like thinking, You got why your Jack piss in my shit. Why, why is Jack Sparrow. <laughs> that was, that was uh, Calypso. That was Calypso. 
<laughs> now, see, I, ha it was I had seen the movie. I barely yeah. understood what was going on in that movie, but I understood enough to, like, understand what was going on in Kingdom Hearts. But my sister, because I play these games with my sister. I played this entire game with my sister. So, my sister is watching, is like, wait, hang on, no. Why did Jack turn into what is that? And I'm like, oh, that's Calypso. And she goes, yeah. but why? And then at the end, where the boat explodes into she's just like, what the fuck? And I'm just losing my shit. I think that's it's like, if you like... don't know anything about the Disney movies that these are based from, you're going to be so confused. And I don't think that was a problem in the other games. I'd never seen Tron, but I knew what was going on in Kingdom Hearts 2. I knew about it. I never See, seen Nightmare like, Before Christmas. I know what was going on in Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. It's just like, uh, I don't care. I, I just, I, I don't care about these plot holes because I, I, I'm like watching these cutscenes with like, yeah, this shit is really stupid, but I'm loving it. Yeah. I, <laughs> okay. Because like, okay. I've seen that thrown around a lot. My thing is, if we have almost 10 hours of cutscenes in this game, it's it's okay if I'm bothered by it. And it's okay for me to yeah. like to notice and point out the numerous numerous plot holes. We're not talking no, about story I'm, just yet. We're not at that point yet. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I'm just saying, there's I'm enough not, material to work with. I'm not saying with. that you're wrong for your the way you critique things, but I'm just saying personally, I don't value how much plot holes detract from my experience. Well, though, it's like, in this case, he's talking about. The game not giving people exposition. Well, even it's then, it's not giving I, the game I'm enough like, information, or it's not giving the player enough information like as to what's going on. If you've never seen Tangled, you're not gonna know why Mother Gothel keeps Tangled in a tower, or about the flower, or how uh, Eugene escapes from prison when he's about to be hanged, what, or any of that stuff. What about the stuff. satchel? Like all of a sudden, Rapunzel has the satchel at one point. But then, at another point, it's underneath yeah. the staircase, and, and, and at another the movie, point, she has it again. In the movie, there is a scene where Mother Gothel finds the crown and gives it back to Rapunzel. But they don't show that in the game. It's just like, I mean, like, the, the exposition is a problem, I, I suppose. But even then, it's like... If I, I can get, dude, if I can get I credit, does it even... problem, but also, I don't value it very highly. Yeah, that's yeah. my thing is that what I value out of these are the interactions themselves and it, it's not a matter of me saying that those problems don't exist it's more like I remember the stuff like where where they're like having fun interactions like when Sora's interacting with Rapunzel and that's cute and then like where Woody says that nobody ever loved you, young Xehanort. <laughs> Whatever you're talking you know, and about. I was gonna say, like, I also do want to give care. credit is that like the the story in the Toy Story world was actually really solid, but then again, it's because it's not based on any of the movies. It's its own original story yeah, that's, yeah, in the that's, Disney world. That's what I was wanting to say earlier, is that they work a lot better when they're trying like when they're not trying to retell the movie. Unless it's Monsters, Inc., in which case is, we gotta get Boo safe, let's find Boo's door. We gotta get Boo safe, let's find Boo's door. We gotta I mean, get yeah, Boo safe. I prefer that to telling the movie, but. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's nothing though, it's nothing happens. Well, you still get character interactions, which I like. Because again, sure. that's, what I come, that's what I come to these things for. So that's in that fair. sense, that's, that satisfied me. That's fair, but. 
it just, I don't know, it just, it wasn't like, enough like, for me. Another example is in Pirates. I love how, like, I love how you go on so many of these detours that are not exactly like the movie. I love how, how Jack's like, hey, Sora, let's go find a ship. You know, like, and they just kind of bum around for a while. You look for I, 300 I just like that. Okay, okay but that I was like fun. looking for the crabs. No, I'll see, here's that. the thing. Fun. I loved looking for the I thought that was the funniest thing. It's like, they're, they're all in spots that you would not think they would be in. It's like, all of a sudden, like, you see a barrel just, like, moving out of the corner of your eye. And you look around, it's like, wait a minute, that's not right. You hit it, and then it explodes into a bunch of and then you hit a tree, and then all of a sudden it's raining I'm I like, mean, to me, they were all obvious <laughs> spots, but I, I can kind of see it. I guess. It was Although the Nomura funniest being the madman that he is, that gameplay thing foreshadows a thing later. Because mm -hmm. he's a madman. But, and that, that's like how he works. It's like the same thing in Kingdom Hearts 1, where in Atlantica you do swimming controls, and it's like, oh, these are so different. And then he does it again in Neverland with gliding, and then he does it again with Chernabog, and then he does it again with Ansem, because, I, like, I feel like his mind just works on a different plane. He's like, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna make a really weird minigame or side quest and just make it relevant at the end. Momura, it comes from the same planet as Tommy Wiseau and David Wescovich. <laughs> and Neil Brain. I, um... You know, I... I, I just... I, you know, on the basis of everything, there wasn't any time during the gameplay where I stopped and I felt like I had to put my game critic hat on and nitpick anything, you know? Well, and I never I'm had not to making, put the game critic hat on. I'm not my making fun is... of you, Ryan. I'm not making He's fun making of you. making fun of me. <laughs> no. Why would I make well, no, fun I mean, of you, I'm Michael? Just saying, like, my thing is, is that, like, the, the, way how, the best way I can describe Kingdom Hearts 3 is like a blanket, right? It's like a blanket with a bunch of holes. If a blanket has one hole, you're going to look past it. But once you've got a lot... Oh gosh. That's right. gonna, it's gonna keep you warm you no more. But that's analogies. like any video game ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like any video game ever. Like that. <laughs> you have every analogy, Ryan. You're like, <laughs> it's like McDonald's, and then everybody piles onto you and says, "No, <laughs> Panera Bread, you fucker." <laughs> well, that that's like I don't like that analogy for any game <laughs> because it it like first of all, you have to consider how big the holes are. Second of all, you have to you have to consider how how much you value the fact that it's a, like how much does it actually warm you, you know? How much does it fulfill its purpose? Yeah, and that'll be subjective. Yeah, well, so like, like what about a a quilt, you know, or like um ah, fuck fuck my grandma used to knit these. What are they called? <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> fuck 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 fuck. Um, shit! shit. I I do think that the Afghanistan fact that there Afghan. Is... <laughs> Because it Afghan. seems like in any other respect, these are the best the Disney worlds have ever been, just full stop. But yes. the one caveat that comes with that is that you do have times where they just don't give you exposition and just expect that you've watched the movie. Which most people have. I've seen all of the movies in this game that are referenced in this game, so I just... It was easier to look past it because I already knew how Rapunzel learned Eugene's true name or what the flower was or, you know, I've seen Monsters, Inc. So I know all the backstory between the characters in that world. But if you haven't seen those movies, then you're going to be like, wait, who, who, what happened? How did Flynn get here? 
Why why is she calling him Eugene? What's the deal with Mother Gothel? Why is she keeping right. a girl in a tower? That's a legitimate problem. But on the other hand, the performances in this game, like even for as bad as the story is on the, on the whole, like these voice actors are giving it 110%. For the Disney worlds, I will agree. Oh, don't you fucking dare. Oh God. For the Disney worlds, I will agree. For some of the, for some of the main cast, I will agree. But for some Mickey. people like Riku, no. Mickey. Sora. Mickey. Hercules Mickey fucking no. sucks. Phil from Hercules? Oh wait, I forgot. He doesn't speak. Yeah, that you was know, weird. Okay. Can can we talk about Mickey? They did it. Can, yeah, the reason Donna they talk did about it is because Phil's Phil's Japanese voice actor died, and they wanted to respect it. Okay. So I understand. Uh, Wait, so oh, they could okay. recast Master Zaynort in both English and Japanese. Well, he he is an integral character. Don't that is a false equivalency. Don't do that. <laughs> that this is like he is a com he is a no, complete. No, what are you fucking talking about? Well, Phil may not what be do you mean? integral. Phil is the, the thing is, you can write around Phil. Phil just fine. Like it didn't have like the story it's not that hard to find a new voice actor to play him. Kingdom Hearts three. Phil! Phil from Hercules! The main villain, the main hero. What do you mean? Well, oh, I think he was an integral character of the first two games, what? and in Sora's character what? development, and how he perceives himself as a hero. Yes. Yes. I don't... Yes, yes. If you're gonna bring they, they back Olympus for the like the tenth time, not important. Phil was important in Birth by Sleep, it. too! They could write around it, and they chose to. To respect the fact that his voice, then don't put his character model in the game. Why? Just have him be off screen. All right, let's just not have Phil at all. Okay. Yes. Let's let's erase Phil from this plot. Let's Enoch square Enix and tell Okay. Off the topic of Phil, he has a fine ass. His ass is large. It's so luscious, and we need to move on. Okay. I feel like I'm the buzzkill here. Mickey Mouse. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> another Mickey Mouse. Recast when an actor died. I don't see why they can't- why they- why they could recast Mickey, they could recast Master Zaynor in both uh, countries, but Phil- Because they're integral characters nah, to the Kingdom that. Hearts plot <laughs> itself. Why? What is that? They can't just decide that they're about? not gonna come back. Why, Phil? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. I mean, I, I'm Michael, with you there. It's too bad for the voice like, actor I, I who died. I understand oh wanting to respect gosh. the voice actor. I, 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 I get it, and I'm all for that. But my thing is, if you're not going to have a character say anything, don't have the character in. I don't... It's, yeah. like, I just, it's like, he shows up for five seconds, and they did write a story without him in it. Then why just is he there? It doesn't matter. It doesn't okay. matter. Let, let's have him vanish for five seconds. Let's, or does let's that fix the game. <laughs> It's just such a dumb thing. It's such a dumb thing to complain about. This no, is like complaining like because he had a point. He had uh, a reason for being in the first two games. He was he like what Exo was saying. He was part of Sora's character development. He was there okay, to tone so he, Sora, Donald, Goofy uh, down a notch when they got too confident. Where was Sora's mom? Where's Sora's mom? She birthed him out of her vagina. Isn't she important to the character arc? Where is she? Where'd she go? What about the man in Traverse Town yeah, who died? That is a legitimate about him? question, Hadox. Why? Where is no, Sora's mom? No, it doesn't mom? matter. 
Yeah. It doesn't matter. His dinner's getting this, cold. This is gaming sins. This is ever. This is fucking terrible. I don't think. No. 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 It's such a. It's no. such a benign nitpick. Yes. No, it's not a benign nitpick. You know, to use what King K said, I think that is a false equivalency. Oh. Hey Docs, you are my ally, but you did kind of that was kind of a false equivalency. What but did I talk about? What did I talk about? Why is there don't, don't think you can logical fallacies? I just want to talk about Mickey Mouse. What, what I'm saying is like they crafted a story without Phil in it, because I don't think Phil had much to oh. do anyway. Then why is he there? They already became heroes. Like he acknowledged the fact that they were heroes in Kingdom Hearts 2. Did they? Or did he? Yes, they did. He did. Because I remember you were saying something about junior heroes and they got the constellations and everything. They said that in Kingdom Hearts 1. I'm pretty sure he said it in Kingdom Hearts 2 as well. Uh, they Ryan, became heroes Ryan, in did Kingdom you, Hearts Did you beat the Underdrum? Did I beat the what now? Did you beat Hades Coliseum in the second game? Yes. Okay. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure that Phil does finally lighten up on them at that point. But still. Okay, so if he says it in there, I mean, that, that's then like, sure. Basically, the intent is that they. I'm fairly certain that they already had a story written without Phil in it anyway, but they decided not to give him a line because they wanted to respect it. You know? Like, they already had decided that they had crafted a story that Phil was not relevant then for. Don't put his character model in the game because it okay. was really weird to have him be there and not say anything. If they the weren't going to do anything, for smart smart just don't put him in the game. Yep. That's fine. It's like Fixes it's like it. imagine having an Aladdin world where you see the genie, but he doesn't talk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's it'd be All weird. Right. Can we just talk about Mickey Mouse? I've been now dying to talk, talk about, about Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Mouse. <laughs> Let's talk about Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I've okay. Okay, I, I, I want to say this because I've thought a lot about Mickey Mouse in the last few weeks. I don't want to, but I did. <laughs> okay, his, his voice actor in two was, uh, I don't remember his name, Wait, Michael Text-to-Speech. Okay, that's who it was. You know, he did a good job with Mickey, given the source material and how he had to transform Mickey's upbeat tone into this. You know, that line is meme to death, but genuinely, and no genuinely... No one could have delivered that better. No one could have delivered that better. That line was actually well-delivered by Alwyn. And he passed away, tragically, uh, you know, after two. And they replaced him with Brett Ewan. And Brett Ewan is trying his hardest to be a good Mickey Mouse, but it is not... He is not doing a good job. I'm sorry. He... He... Apparently, he not the capture... reason he got the role is that he was Allwine's understudy. And so, when Allwine died, they just automatically gave him the role, instead of, you know, like, doing an audition like they should have. Yeah, and they should have done that, because he does a terrible job. He, he just speaks in a high-pitched register. He doesn't have, like, the quirks in, in how he speaks. Mickey has a specific yeah. way he speaks. He he has different inflections with the words. He he speaks in different tones. His volume is up. It's but Brett Ewan just talks like Sora. There is no other thing. You know, you with Mickey Mouse, you have to have go, <laughs> pull any schmo off the street and have them do a Mickey Mouse voice, and it would sound as good as Brett Ewan in this game. 
it it is it is amateur it's so bad and it makes every scene mickey is in sound terrible it it it, it draws down the entire thing and like i wish ryan were <laughs> not uh because I, I will concede mickey mouse is the worst part of this game for me he he takes away from the scene because his performance is so bad and I'm sorry to the voice actor. I'm I'm but sure it's Brett like, Ewan is a nice guy and can do better voice work for other characters. And the other thing, the other thing that adds on to this is because his model is so bad. It, his model does not fit the way he talks. In two, when he delivers the infamous line, "They'll pay for this," he his uh the top of his um mouse head the black part it scrunches down and there are lines that you can see that like he is angry mickey mouse is pissed oh, and he's ready to kill line. people and his, his his the 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 circular part of his mouth like his cheekbones they change and this it's static at the end of this game there's a cutscene where mickey mouse says some serious shit and he looks like he's smiling mm. and couple that with the terrible performance by Brett Ewan and it just destroys the the, the emotion of the scene <laughs> and the tone. It's so bad. It's so bad. Ah. I, that was my Mickey but, Mouse but, rant. Know, I'm sorry. Because his Japanese voice actor is still alive. <clears throat> so yeah, that was we don't have almost like there's a double standard. We don't have a right to complain about it. It's fine. <laughs> I never thought uh, it was, uh, I never thought Mickey's performance was bad. Like there was nothing about it that was distracting, but. I don't know. Once. It was pretty bad. I, it is one of those things that for me, like there was a shock at the beginning. I'm like, that's not Wayne Allwine. I didn't know he was dead or that he died uh, because I never played Shade of Memories HD because I, oh, I'd rather, I never got far enough to actually see Mickey in that game because that game sucks. I played it for two hours and I was just like, I got to Hades. The card gameplay was so terrible. I put it down and walked away and played DDD instead. Uh, but yeah, so when I first heard his voice, I'm like, what is that? And then once I got used to it, I just kind of accepted it. But it was never good. I, I couldn't, I couldn't get used to it because like, I it, it even okay, even if it's a bad Mickey Mouse impression. He, oh man, I really don't want to sound <laughs> like a pissed off, angry gamer lad. Mad gamer lad, whatever. It's just like, even, you know, I'm, I'm not one to talk because the voice performance I do in my videos and talking right now isn't the best. I'm not a professional. I'm pretty shit at it. Not gonna lie. I don't like my voice. But I, I really think... Even putting away the fact that Brett Ewan did a Mickey Mouse impression. <laughs> what was that? Even putting away that, it was still a bad performance. It, it was like, I mean, it, I, it was I shockingly still, terrible. I, I thought I thought Riku was probably the worst voice. No. Like, he, I really got the feeling that he was just phoning it in. I, thought so, I, think, I think this was Sora's best role, but Riku oh, yeah. sounded very flat. Very unenthusiastic. Kyrie just kind of felt like as if she was exposition dumping all over the place. Ryan, have you met Riku? Huh? <laughs> I was gonna say, have you met Riku? Well, oh, he was better in two. 
He was, was better in Dream yeah, Drop, but this is just like too. Th this is like <laughs> way more noticeable that he's just he's not interested. I didn't I, I didn't get that vibe at all, but I will say there were some deliveries where like where where any time where he had to be like alerted, like whoa, something just happened. He, he's always like Sora. He sounds really weird. Doesn't even sound like the same guy. You notice that? Like I know especially that during they... like the final battle. It's like Sora shows up to back him up. And he's like Sora. He also replaced. I believe they replaced Kyrie's voice yes. actress. Oh, they did. Which I think it, it's, yeah. it is a Disney Channel actress. I can't remember what she was in though. But it's it's terrible. It's bad. I think she was in Zack uh, and Cody. Ashley Tisdale. What do you Hayden think, Kincaid's dog? <laughs> That's not my dog. It's whose dog is that? I mean, he's coming out of my mic, but it's not my dog. Oh, oh. okay. Okay, so I, you think I do have to dog say... who is in Kincaid's house. <laughs> Can I complain about Kyrie? Yes. Okay. No, don't this... wait. Don't complain about Kyrie until you because this is probably can well, spiral is, is into this, bad. Is this spoiler a complaint territory. that exists independent of spoilers? I would. Uh, okay, we'll save it for this spoiler <laughs> discussion. I got things to say exactly. about Kyrie for the spoilers exactly. too. I, I have things yeah, to say I, about I Kyrie. I have an observation to share myself, but I thought okay. Allison Stoner did a fine job. I can I can barely tell the difference. I didn't actually even notice that they had changed her voice actress because all of these voice actors have changed so much that I just thought it was the same one that had aged. So it didn't even bother me really. I didn't notice that there was a change. I noticed that it was flat. Yeah, I noticed the change, and I also noticed it was flat. But I, I, I pay hyper attention to sound for some but reason. Other than that, like, like you know, uh, for the I most mean, part, they. I did. don't have problems with like any of these. There's one in particular that, like, again, I have a feeling I know who it, you're talking. It about. couldn't be helped. It, oh yeah, it could not helped. But Xehanort sounds horrible like yes it is like i was hoping that at least that whoever replaced him would do a competent job but i kind of realized that leonard nimoy was so perfectly like cast grungy and like yeah. he had a growl coming Key out of blade. him that i'm like i don't even know i Key don't even blade. know how you replace him correctly ah, <laughs> they might as well have just I got thought... maurice lamarge to do his brain voice <laughs> I have I thought, collected um, nine. Michael, you were saying that, that he he was he was Dutch, so he had a Dutch accent. Yeah, it's it's when I was playing, when I was playing, not knowing anything, I was like, that sounds vaguely Spanish. I was thinking <laughs> he sounds like kind of like very old Japanese. I, he just I the knew thing, he the was problem Dutch. is that it doesn't fit his it doesn't really fit his motif. He sounds like way too calm. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just so weird getting into the intense uh, scenes with him, not to like talk him. about I, it overtly, I, but like, like he's voiced by Rutger Hauer, who was in like a couple Paul Verhoeven movies back in the eighties. Uh, his most famous role is the replicant who dies in the rain at the end of Blade Runner. Spoilers. Uh, so the main replicant yeah. bad guy, and he's been in plenty of other movies. So it's like, I know who Rutger Hauer is, so when I found out that that's who, it, who, who Xehanort was, I'm like, oh cool, Rutger Hauer's in this. Like, I figured they'd just get some, you know, B-roll voice actor, but they got, like, actual 
celebrity talent. You know what I mean? I thought that was like, yeah, and too. Okay, uh, big. well, spoilers. Uh, I was talking about for fast sleep. I don't know what you're talking about. In the game without <laughs> spoiling the game. Yeah, well, Michael <laughs> is gonna have a lot of work to believe some people. I might just want to believe out. that out because I feel like if you say his name, then people will be like, "Oh, yeah." Yeah, uh, but I <laughs> one one thing Basically, I want to say about that, Michael. I know that, that Rucker Hauer is Dutch, and we all know Retropolis Zone, so I could hear the Dutch accent. <laughs> and I was just like, it's like, I have collected nine keyblades, Sora, and I'm going to make the keyblade and open the door because quickies See. don't cut it. Okay, funny hey, joke. Hey, why don't you tell us a short story for once? Quick- No, you see, quickies don't cut it. Okay, funny- funny stories aside and funny jokes aside, <laughs> I- Well, that was actually really mean, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that the issue is not the voice actor it, himself in this role because I think Rucker Howard does a good job as the replicant in Blade Runner and I've seen some of his performances before after Michael told me who he was and I'm like yeah this dude's got some talent but you know why mm -hmm. it sounds so bad is because the person who was supposed to direct them did a piss poor job at it they're yeah. Like, there, there. This dude has a range, and he definitely—if somebody was nudging him in the right direction of like, oh, you know, just say that a different way, you know, say it grungier, put emphasis on this word, uh, fade out after this, stuff like that. If it had better voice direction, it would have been really good. But I feel like they spent a day on the localization and were fine with it. Like, he came in for a couple days, and they're like, ah, oh, one take, uh, or two, or three, you know. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's what it felt like uh, for a lot of these uh, performances. Though, uh, I do want to be positive here. Haley Joe Osment does such a fantastic job. For a yeah. guy who's now 30 years old, I don't even yeah. really know how he keeps it up. <laughs> you you want guys to hear a funny story? Sure. <laughs> there, there's an episode of X-Files that was just on TV one night, and Haley Joel Osment was in there as the bad guy, and he <laughs> did a good job, and I was just like, oh, I wonder why I don't see him in more stuff, because he's actually a good actor. But, yeah, you know, it's just I know why. <laughs> I know why. And then, and then a few weeks later, I see a story in the news about how he was like at an airport and threw a hissy fit, and the police came along, and then he was just disappeared. Like, you know, a, speaking yeah. of Haley Joel Osment, can I just post he, this picture in Nexo? Can you put this picture in the yeah. in, in the podcast? I think this is great. But my dad what was also you? making fun of how of, uh, he was also making fun of the shape of his body. Oh, okay. Because he... That, that's a weird thing to say. Well, you know what? Um, he was he, making fun of him for being fat, is what I'm saying. Or he My dad basically said something to the effect of, this man has aged like crap. Which I thought was kind of rude. But... Yeah, let's get your dad on the podcast. <laughs> no. Bring him in. No. Let's, uh, let's... If, if it, he, he would be like, I didn't say that, but he totally... He basically did. King K, what were you gonna say? Hmm? You were gonna say something about why Haley Joel Osment doesn't oh, get as many performances? I, I know, because I'm, I'm pretty certain that at some point, 
um, he like had a drug related issue. Oh, and it like caused him like I think it happened after Kingdom Hearts two actually. Um, Damn, I was reading up on it. I don't know specifically what he did, but like it caused him like he had a burgeoning career that just went nowhere because of that. And I'm kind of surprised that Disney even like. I guess he was so integral that they're like, okay, come back. But Disney was like, okay, yeah, come back. I guess they have Robert Downey Jr. So, <laughs> but well, yeah, isn't it true I mean, that like Robert Downey Jr. came clean because he was eating at Burger King one time? And I then, don't like, changed his whole life. <laughs> but it I is true that, that he used to be an alcoholic and he cleaned himself up. Now he's. Like I heard one that of the, the reason why he cleaned himself up is because he one time ate at a Burger King because he he got like really high. And he had a Burger King. He's like, this is the best burger I ever had. And then he started going clean after that. Gotta, I do have I, to say... I don't know about that, but that could be true. That's what I Apart heard. from and celebrity drama. Uh, I think also, too, Donald and Goofy do a stellar job yeah. uh, as their respective voice performance uh, is. I mean, like, they've been voicing <clears throat> the characters for ages now, so... Yeah, but you know, still credit where credit is due. Those they did a phenomenal job with, yeah. you know, how they went back and forth with Sora. Pint to yourself, Sora. Oh, I love that line. I th- uh, what I want to say about that is it sounds uh are you familiar with Isle of Dogs by Quentin Tarantino? I believe that's No, 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 the it's I know it's a Wes Anderson film, Haydocks. Wes Anderson. Sorry, I'm stupid. Michael cut that out. Please don't <laughs> 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 no, I'm dumb. <laughs> If it was Quentin okay, Tarantino, and- there'd be a lot more blood, and Sam Michael. Jackson would be in it. <laughs> oh, Sam I'm Jackson dumb. yelling, motherfucker. But you know what? Man, what you he be putting dogs in an island, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> There's Michael doing an impersonation of Samuel L. Jackson. Nice. I want to say, for I Love Dogs, I remember uh, I watched like. Um, like a behind the scenes thing of it, and I remember that for voice acting, uh, the director wanted specifically all of the voice uh, actors to come together to read the script and, like, perform so they yeah. could bounce off of each other. Mm. And something I I noticed that they I've never seen them do is that I think they actually did something like that because some of the dialogue overlaps each other. Did you notice that? Mm. Like, there's interrupting. It's It's kind of good pacing. Like, it's, especially with Sora, Donald, and Goofy, there's organic pacing and how they talk to each other, which Mm -hmm. was so nice. I love that. I thought of a funny joke, people. Oh, so in Sonic Adventure 2, it's bad, but in Kingdom Hearts 3, it's dynamic voice acting. Okay. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, there's... I know what you mean, right? I mean, I, I think you can. I think you can tell that in one game it's intentional. <laughs> That's yeah. what I said. It's a joke. <laughs> That's not his speed. Other, he must uh, be using the Chaos Emerald to warp my, my name is Shadow. <laughs> but it, it was really nice. It, it was nice. Like I've only there were a few awkward pacing, especially towards the end. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. um, there the ending scene was a bit awkwardly paced. Not the epilogue, but, you know, the ending scene. And, uh, there's, like, a scene where a character comes back, and it's a little awkward because of, I don't know, just something. But other than that, like... The the dialogue of Kingdom Hearts has always been stupid. And I like it, even though it's stupid, right? You know, if but it weren't for here, the performers bringing their A-game, 
Yeah. Like, it yeah. would have made the story... Because, like, anything past Kingdom Hearts 1 is pretty much bad, story-wise. <laughs> uh, as far... In my opinion, King K. But, <laughs> you know, the voice actors put that extra bit of effort into it, and that makes yeah. all the difference. And I really have I to know commend that. that. We need to give credit, because, like, like, we've been talking mostly about the main cast, but, like, Buzz and Woody did a, like, they got Jim Hanks and this guy named Mike McRae, who is just a dead His ringer. brother, Tom Hanks' son, right? Yeah, Tom Hanks' brother, Jim Hanks, they got him to play his Woody, son. and you can His tell son. it's not Tom Hanks, but it sounds <laughs> close enough. But the guy they got for Buzz, like, I, if I didn't know any better, I would have just said that that was Tim Allen, because he did That's such a phenomenal impression. It was, no, yeah. that was a different guy. He's the guy who did the cartoon like no the cartoon the was cartoon. Uh, patrick warburton wait was really? it really yeah it was uh, buzz <laughs> grabbed the same guy who did the cartoon no they got the same like uh any basically this guy's name is mike mccray and basically any video game past toy story 2 that has the toy story characters in it they have used him so he's he's played the character before, and interestingly, if I don't know if any of you have played the shitty Monsters Inc. game for the PS2, but they got no. the guy who played Sully from that game to come back for this. And when I realized yeah, that, yeah, he did a good job. Yeah, I mean, all I could do was think back to the stupid Monsters Inc. game when I heard his voice, but <laughs> he did a good job. Yeah, but the interactions between Buzz and Woody felt like. Like, you could have told me that it was written by the Pixar staff, and I would have believed you. It was... Can I make an... Can I make a comment about that? Sure. You... <laughs> For some reason, when I was in the Monsters, Inc. world... <laughs> Sully and Mike remind me of you and Eric. <laughs> I, I... I don't see it. <laughs> like, you, you just have, like, Eric constantly harasses you <laughs> like okay so who's mike and who, who's michael and who's eric in this situation so you're, you're, michael? you're mike wazowski eric is wazowski then, no no you're mike wazowski and eric is sully <laughs> what do you mean eric we're trying to get through here and you're, and you're trying to run past the hunters who have their big energy rod guns we gotta stop and take the slow no mikey i think what? we gotta rush on through we gotta bum rush this section <laughs> oh, i hate I'm how good of an impersonation you can do i hate how good you do that that's so good <laughs> so exo exo can, can you fulfill this one fan's request oh god can you can, can you say pro strats in Sully's voice? Pro strats. Yay! <laughs> can you do a dialogue between Kylo Ren and Mike Wazowski? <laughs> oh no, Kylo, you're driving the ship too fast. We're gonna crash. I don't care. <laughs> right? Was... You know what? In um in the fabled Kingdom Hearts 4, I want Kylo Ren. Oh, voiced yes. by Adam Driver, about talking about the darkness in him. Sora, the darkness is really is very powerful. <laughs> Tell me about your heart, <laughs> Michael. Can you um, I'll be, I'll be Donald, and you be Kylo Ren. Okay, Ready? we need to move along. <laughs> move along. Move along. Can I say one thing about the writing? 
Yeah. So like, sure. you know how in Kingdom Hearts two, it's like a meme where how everyone always says Sora, Donald, and Goofy, like in that order. Yes. They go Sora, yeah. Donald, Goofy. Oh yeah. There is one point in Kingdom Hearts three where they break <laughs> it up. They say Sora, Goofy, Donald. Yeah. Oh really? Yes. There's I one point. Notice. My sister and I looked at each other and we're like, did they just do what they think I just did? Where was that again? What world? Fuck, I don't remember. I think it was either in Arendelle or Toy Story. Mm. One of those two. But it caught us both off guard. It's like you hear something I, um... so long, you get numb to it, then you hear something that's just a little bit different, and then you notice it right away. I... <laughs> you know, on, um, before... Uh... Uh, uh, speaking of, we're talking about sound design, I guess, with voice acting and everything. Um, oh, I yeah. want to move on to the the soundtrack really quick, because real quick, I, I not quick. There are, th it, there are things that I can't even talk about with the soundtrack. Yeah. Oh man, like, I have anybody who's nitpick. played this game knows what we're talking about. That one track that plays at the Watch, end, like I like that they. Certain songs, see, I can't even say it. Like, certain songs mix things together meaningfully. <laughs> How about for now? <laughs> we'll, we'll save that the for song spoilers. Has, like, the music has, like, it adds to the story by, like, integrating character themes in with one another. Well, not only, before yeah. we, I mean, if, if I just can talk about, if I just can talk about the soundtrack, I sound like Derek Savage um, <laughs> from Cool Cat. <laughs> I I have to say, even, you know, backing this wagon up before um, Keyblade Graveyard, that's the last world. I don't think that's a spoiler. Um, but that section, even, you know, disregarding that, I want to say that, like, um, the Olympus world has this... Uh, what do you call it? This progression that's like, and that it it's like the song is like two minutes that just sort of loops together with other little things going in and out with the battle theme, and it's mixed really well. But that section of the song, and there's so many other parts like this in the game you know, before this, it's just like that moment when I heard that progression and that swelling of the violins and then the vocals and ah, I was immediately hooked. It was so good. And Twilight Town has yes. this, oh, this remix of Afternoon Streets. Or, yeah. Yeah. It's oh, so good. That. Everything regarding Twilight Town I thought was really fucking oh good. Oh my gosh. I love, I, love Twilight how, Town. I love that this is unrelated to the music, but I had to bring this up. I love how you're like, okay, go to the mansion, and you go to the hole, and there's a guy there like, uh, oh, <laughs> you looking for the mansion? Like, they knew. Yeah. They're like, oh, the hole's not there anymore, mm -hmm. you, you little bastards. <laughs> you gotta no, go this somewhere also goes into This also kind of goes into the world design a little bit, too, with Traverse Town, or Traverse Town, uh, Twilight Town specifically, is that, like, in Kingdom Hearts 2, it's like you got little areas that load off into different sections, right? But in here, you got to explore the entirety of Traverse Town with no loading screens whatsoever. Yeah, it yeah. threw me off, but I thought that was, like, the coolest fucking thing. Not the entirety. Like, if you yes, go to the, the, the tram commons, then it will just say, go back to the world map. Oh, well, okay, I'm not... but it's like, what else is even up there? I feel like it was adequately the sized because you have Twilight Town. There. 
The so most what, iconic dude? set piece in the stage? Ugh, That's fair, but I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that, like, the town that they have made for you to explore, it's all one massive cohesive area. Yeah. Like, the town they actually get to play around in, in. it's one well, huge area. Yes. It makes and you like feel like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I do, I do <laughs> like that very rarely in this game will you go towards the edge of a map and it will fade to another map. For the most part, yeah. everything is just like one big world, which I really appreciated. It felt more authentic. I noticed that the most, again, in Twilight Town. Oh, oh, in Twilight Town, the fucking bistro, the best part of this game. <laughs> I, I actually have nothing to say about the cooking stuff because I've never actually done it. I, did, did anybody else do that? Yeah, oh, I by did. the way, Scrooge actors died and they recast him. He didn't need to be in the okay, game. Okay, Michael, we're moving on from that. Wait, 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 what? He did? Yeah, Alan Young. He was 94. When did this happen? He's got a he new voice actor in the new DuckTales. They rebooted DuckTales, Michael. Yeah. And then they and then Stop. they got well it's a different voice actor. Like the voice actor who plays it's good. The, it's the a voice good actor who plays Scrooge in the new DuckTales is David Tennant, uh. who was one of the Doctor Who reincarnations. And he was also a fugitoid in the twenty twelve TMNT show. Uh, <laughs> which is where I knew you him from. What? Yeah, he didn't need to be there. There you go. Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah, but I my point talk is about they were Remy. willing to recast him and Michael. not get David Tennant. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about Ratatouille. Go ahead. I'm done. I love the cooking in this game. I like that you get to gather ingredients and it feels like you're accomplishing something because like you're going around the world and like collecting all the all of these different things in different worlds and you're getting all these different ingredients and then you get to cook with Ratatouille and the mini games are actually kind of fun and it's like entirely optional and but there's something so satisfying about getting perfect and getting the five-star bistro. Because then you're like, you're helping Ratatouille little Remy out, and it's so fucking good. Oh, he's such a perfect rat, and I love him. So, Anox, hey, uh, what what does the minigame entail? Because I know, like, with so, the, the dancing thing in Tangled, like, that was just a bunch um, of, like... Not quick time events, but timed button presses. It's what it's you, essentially what, what is a, it? like a timed button press. There there are like a cutting, a pan fry, like you swish around the olive oil and then flamboy it, or alcohol rather, and flamboy it, and then uh, you have like an egg that you have to crack at a certain time, mm. and like salt and pepper that you have to do in time. And They're contextual button presses. You don't yes. just press like the X button. You gotta yeah. do things that are like. You have to pull an egg apart. You have to like pull the sticks slowly. Oh, or else you'll break okay. It. That's kind of cool. Stuff like that. If, if you try to flambe cool. and you do it too quickly, you just flambe. blow up, and it's really funny. Yeah. Hmm. I I have that, to that, say that I, is something that, admittedly, I haven't done yet. Like when I when I play Kingdom Hearts three, I just I mostly just powered through the the main story. I didn't really get a chance to do any of the side stuff. And there's also a part of me that didn't, that doesn't really feel compelled to, but I do know that there's like a decent chunk of stuff that I missed. So maybe I am due to come back to this game and revisit some of the side content. Like I didn't get all the lucky emblems, even though I want to do that. Haven't really done the cooking mini game. I haven't done any of the super bosses, but I heard that they're not worth it. So I don't know there's about one. I don't know about that one. I haven't gotten Ultima weapon yet, so I know there's more stuff to do. I just don't really have much of a draw to do it, but that cooking game sounds kind of fun, though. It is. So I might, it's, I might pop uh, it in. I spent like an hour trying to get all the excellence and everything, 
Because, mm. first of all, I wanted the Ratatouille Keyblade because I fucking love Ratatouille. And like... And how, how do you get the Ratatouille Keyblade? Do you have to get excellence on everything or what? Yeah, I think so. You have to get, like, excellence on the first page of the menu, and then you get five stars for the bistro. And then you have this cutscene where Remy's so happy, because, like, he's so, he's so good. He's so happy. And Scrooge is like, oh, man. And Scrooge is like, I got the business side settled out, but Ratatouille did all the work, little Remy. I don't know why I keep calling him Ratatouille. That's a, that's a crime against God. <laughs> it's like calling I, Link Zelda. It is. <laughs> it's like it Knuckles is, from Sonic High School taking up two seats on the bus. It's a crime against man and God. <laughs> <laughs> I like that there are secret keyblades. Yeah. Like there's yeah. one that you can get for playing the classic minigames. I hate yeah. those, by the way. Like I, I, I powered it on, and then all of a sudden I hear loud beeping, and I just I quit. I'm and like, I ain't cute doing that. Distractions, and you get a keyblade if you play all of them, and that's I just think that's neat. It's something, but <laughs> they're not fun intrinsically. I do agree. They're like well, they're also game and watch games. Yeah, so like yeah, I don't know course. who expected them to be fun intrinsically. It's just yeah. like it's something Nomura said that he always wanted to do, and it's like you don't even have to do it. So that's it's just fair. a cute little thing. And they remind me of when I got those like Sonic games from McDonald's. <laughs> they're basically the same. Yes. I mean that is what they are. So. So it's it's nostalgic in that sense because I remember playing games just like that. I like how it looks like it's it's from the Timeless River too. Yeah. I like that stuff. I. Oh man. I. I just there there was nothing. I want to harp on the game for like one minute because this is also against my code being a Kingdom Hearts 3 defender But there was nothing less satisfying than opening up a big chest and seeing a classic kingdom minigame like mm. I, I, I just this, I wanted uh, something I mean, like, else. That's what I that's like what them. I mean. So I, I can't like I Liked collecting them because I think they're fun little things for a few seconds so it's not like I can say that I was sad, like disappointed when I saw one. I mean, probably relatively disappointed. Like it wasn't a Damascus. Like I prefer like a synthesis material, probably. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's I, not I nearly as bad as getting stamps in Twilight Princess HD. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but well, I do well, agree. Now the stamps are actually useless. So. <laughs> Which is true. Um, the... So, have we exhausted the gameplay discussion? I mean, we, we dabbled into quite a bit of stuff. Um, we have not what talked wanted... about the graphics at all. Well, before we do okay, that, yeah, I this, want... This game does look beautiful. Yeah. So. In most areas, yes. I will say it does. Ryan. Michael. Most. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> what? What, 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 do, what is the exception? Uh... Nothing really big. I just the the Keyblade graveyard didn't look like the environment of the Keyblade graveyard didn't look that great. I get that as canyons, but it could have looked better. I think it still looked a little. Eh. Uh, some of the character models didn't look as good as they probably should. I guess, uh, namely with some of the Disney characters and uh, Enzo didn't look that great. And just some smaller things. Like it doesn't look bad. It just like when you look at something like 
the Pirates of the Caribbean world, and he's just like, wow, this looks amazing. Then you look at the stuff that goes on in the gummy ship, and it looks really... And I know they're like different art styles and everything like that, but there's a quality shift. And it's a little jarring. Nothing, you know, nothing bad. It's just something that I noticed. Like, they look a little bit like wax. You reminded mm. me that the gummy ship exists. I actually wanted yeah. to talk about that. Because I have never had fun in the gummy ship segments. I fucking hate them. But the gummy ship in this game, I spent a lot of time exploring the space and like flying around and everything. I really liked it. I did not. I think okay. it's the best gummy ship in the series. I disagree. I like to. Why do you disagree? Uh, I just, I like the more straightforward stuff in Kingdom Hearts 2, how it's just like, you're going there, and it's like, like, Star Fox on crack. I like that aspect of it more. I like what they were trying to do with this one, where it's like, it's like an open environment kind of thing. You explore and find different nooks and crannies and everything like that. But I always found the gummy ship to be just a thing that you have to do to get to the other worlds. It's not, it's, it was never ever something that I've wanted to experiment with, first of all. Second of all, I could never really get used to the, to, uh, do the controls, because when you're flying around normally, the, the camera controls aren't inverted, so when you point the camera up, it goes up. When you, point it, when you make it go down, it goes down, and I don't like that. I like it inverted, right? So when you change that option, like, you can change that thing to where it is inverted, which is great. But then when you're fighting a Heartless, suddenly those controls get all whacked up too. So it's like, I can never find the right control scheme for me yet. And then when you look at Kingdom Hearts 2, it's just one gameplay, just, it's just one thing they gotta focus on, and that's all you really need. But I nothing say, in Kingdom Hearts 2 is boring as fuck. I disagree. I thought it was fun. I wouldn't say it's boring in Kingdom Hearts 2, well, but... Well, here's, here's the I thing about 3, though, is that it feels like the perfect compromise between the sections from 1 and 2 with kind of an open-world element. Because... Mm -hmm. The, the gummy ship sections in Kingdom Hearts 1 weren't that fun. I think that's fair to say. But there was something about them, about flying through them, that felt like I was exploring the sea of gummies or what, what have you. It felt, and like the way that the music was, the music in there was a bit more, I guess, emotionally resonant. I don't know how to describe it, but there is there is a weird feeling to driving towards Hollow Bastion that just I don't get from the second the the stages from the second game. Whereas the stages in the second game are more fun to play uh, because they're faster paced. But it's it's one of those things where I forget anything that happens in them whenever I pick the game up again. You know what I mean? It's it's just you play them, then it's done, and then you move on with your life. I never bothered going back. I, I, it wasn't until like my third playthrough of Kingdom Hearts 2 where I actually bothered to make my own gummy ship. Where, whereas I did that from the beginning and won. And it made it a lot more fun to play those sections when you get to build your own ships. But with 3, it felt like you had the fast-paced battles from 2 and this, the sensation of exploring space from 1. So it felt like I had a little bit of both of what I liked from both of them. I had a lot of fun building my own ships. Uh, and uh, even if the game is really stingy with upgrading your point pool for weapons and stuff, like the Thundaga laser is like 300 points. And it's just like, I can't afford that shit. There was one point where I had to grind a little bit 
Uh, it didn't take me too long, maybe like 10 minutes. I played a couple battles so that I could fight the Frozen Fortress. Uh, because my guns weren't doing enough damage, but it's just... But that was before I figured out, oh, this I need to equip the teeny ships for them to show up. I didn't realize... I thought that it was just going to be automatic, and then they never showed up. Um, once I figured that out, it made it a lot easier. But I had a lot of fun with those. The bosses were really were really good in the Gummy Chef, even if the music sounds like the AVGN theme. Those notes are literally in the song. Uh, yeah, but the bosses were really cool. I liked that it just felt cool. And it's just like Kingdom Hearts 2, if you didn't care about it and just wanted to warp to the next world and move on with your life, as long as you've already been to that world, you can do that. You don't have to drive mm. there. It's not like Kingdom Hearts 1 where they do force you to drive every time until they decide not to do that anymore, arbitrarily. You know what I mean? It just felt like the best yeah, of yeah, both so games. It, it's even better, I think, of a compromise because I realized that um, I, if your gummy ship is under level, <laughs> I'm fairly certain it will scale with Sora's level. Like, because there were points where I got later into the game, like I, there were points where I was like, I bypassed gummy ship battles and I just went to a world, which you can do, and you aren't penalized that badly for it. You can like there are required bosses sometimes, but yeah. a lot of the time you can just be like, ah, I, I don't want to fight that. And so, like, sometimes I'd skip a lot, and I'd be, like, level 12 in my gummy ship. And I'd come out of a world, and all of a sudden, uh, my gummy ship is level 20. So I'm, I think it scales with your character level. Huh. Like, the gummy ships don't level you up, but the gummy ships stay consistent with Sora's level, if you know That's what I mean. That's interesting. I mean, if someone were to so. say that this was the best gummy ship in the series, I wouldn't argue against it. I, it's more so... This has always been something that I've been ambivalent towards. Yeah. And I just like how with with Kingdom Hearts two you get to the meat a lot faster. For me, it doesn't it's waste like, my time, which is fair. It's when I when I first got into it, and this is a lot of Kingdom Hearts three for me, but I, it awoke my inner child who was who <clears throat> had so many ideas about what a next gen quote unquote Kingdom Hearts game would be back when the PS two was the current gen system. Um. I, I had so many ideas, I was like, oh, these these worlds will be bigger, we can finally get, like, Pixar and stuff. And then that happened, like, the levels are so much bigger, the gummy ship is, like... They're, like, huge things you can explore now, and then the boss fights feel more, like... It, it's just, like, when I went into it for the first time, I was like, whoa. This is what I imagined the mythical Kingdom Hearts 3 would be like when I was a kid. It's like, everything's bigger and more interesting. So like that, that's why that and many other reasons is why for me, Kingdom Hearts 3 feels like maybe not in like every single area ever conceived, but it feels like what I imagine a sequel is supposed to feel like, you know? I mean, in some ways I see it. Well, yeah. okay, hold on. I want to unpack that. So, like, I, I still don't understand, like, the, the controls are you hang up with the gummy <clears throat> ship. But what did you like about 2 that made them, besides the controls, that made it, like, so much better? I, just more so that 
I get to the good stuff faster. I mean, that's really it. Like I said, I'm I'm not saying two is better. I'm just saying I like two's gummy ship stuff more because it doesn't. Yeah. If it's not something you, know, like, you want to play, it's not something that I want to play. But since it's there, it's fun enough, and it's over relatively quickly. With you know, like I said before, like if you were to tell me that three is your favorite with the gummy ship, I get it. I see it. I totally understand it. I mean, like, in a way, I kind of understand, too, because mm. in Kingdom Hearts 2, there were, like, real gummy ship levels, and they were, like, high octane, they had their own music for all of them, and, like, I can understand it. Like, I just I have like my the own kind fondness. of I have my own fondness for them, I just think I prefer the system in 3. Yeah, which is fair. I yeah. see the appeal, I definitely do. And it's certainly better than me? whatever there was in Birth by Sleep. I and I, I'm still gonna say I I, I like the one and three more than I did in the you know in the first Kingdom Hearts game. I yeah. never liked the gummy ship in the first one at all, and it's one of the reasons why I barely come back to that one. The the thing why I like it so much is that you know if you want those sections on the rails and everything, you can still have that with like the heartless bosses and everything, mm. and like flying around. I mean personally, I think I just like space. I like space flyers where you can fly around. And, uh... Bless you. Jeez. It reminded me of, like, <clears throat> you know, No Man's Sky. Or something like this. <laughs> and here's another hot take. This was what <laughs> I wanted Star Fox Zero to be. <laughs> um, I don't want to get too deep into that because I I've put myself on a Star Fox free kick right now. Because I'm trying to not think about it. But, like, I liked going around and blowing up rocks and flying through rings and trying to collect all the different crystals. And then, like, you know, it felt like I could upgrade my ship more and more. There was something satisfying about going through and boosting and then uh, exploring all of these things. And then at the end, you can get, uh, like, uh, Orcalcum Plus or if you do specific criteria. And then, uh... Like, the, the level design, there's three areas, and the last one is a bit cramped, uh, but generally all of them are really open and fun. And I, like, I kind of like that the last one's different. I did like that. It, it, that's I mean, the, it only houses one thing in it. So it, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. this is, this is the other well, treasure spheres. <laughs> it's like, it's like how I always like the gummy ship mission for Twilight Town at the end of the game in Kingdom Hearts yeah, 2. And, yeah, I was just about to say, it reminds me of like the final... Gummy ship level in two, where it's like everything's like really enclosed, it's really tight, or something. It, it's like going through the Death Star in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that I was like yeah. really cool. Yeah, that, that was sick. I don't know. I I had a lot of fun in that. I Which, I spent like five hours on it, maybe or more. Because I just I one hundred percented that shit. I mean, I will say like like it's it's cool that you can freely explore that kind of stuff, but. If we're talking about thematically in terms of like what it tries to do with the story, I think it works better in two because it's like the final chase. It's like the final thing. So it's gotta be fast paced, it's gotta be really intense. And in three, it's like you could like waste your time in that area. You can smell the roses, you can do whatever you want to do. So that yeah. kind of pressure isn't there. It's cool you could explore. I'm not taking that away. I'm saying like one felt more it felt like as if one had more of a purpose and as opposed to the other one did, I guess. Mm. I'll, I, yeah. I mean, agree to disagree. That's fair. 
I still love you though. Well, can't help myself, you know. So, yeah, I do think we kind of glossed over the graphics a lot. Okay. Yeah. That's your level of expertise, Michael. You do have a PhD <laughs> in graphic gamerology. That's so why right. don't you take it away? Uh, this game is rendered in the Unreal Engine, which was something that Sonic Team should have considered instead of spending three months building their own engine, or three years, Three years? Uh, but Unreal is very common uh, engine because it's, it's free. Uh, at least I... I know it's free for... I'm in, like, a game design program myself, and it's one of the big engines that people will use because everything's already in it, so you don't have to waste time making your own. And I, I think between this and the Spyro and Crash remakes, which also used Unreal, and the new Yoshi game that's coming out is also an Unreal, and there are a couple of fan remakes of Nintendo games that are in Unreal. And I think one thing I've really noticed about Unreal is that it has fantastic textures in it. Like the material system and how textures are rendered and how, you know, you can add bump maps and uh, lighting maps. There's a specific name for it that's escaping me, but it looks really nice, especially the way that light reflects off of the textures. Like, the very beginning of this game, there is a dive to heart, like in all the other games, and in the past it was just a flat uh -huh. texture of Sora oh, yeah, with a bunch yeah. of princesses oh, on it. Oh my god, yeah. And then, the stained glass. And then this oh, game, oh. it opens up, and it's like, you can see through the stained glass, and it reflects up at you, yeah, that, yeah. and everything like that. The texture that got work, to me. Yeah, on... Oh, oh. The texture work on, like, clothing and stuff, especially, it's like from far away it looks like a solid color like it does in the previous games. Like, the previous games yeah. did a really good job of utilizing really limited hardware to their advantage with a really yeah. attractive visual style. Now, we have Unreal Engine, we have significantly more powerful console to work with. Now, we can have really highly detailed skin texture. Like, when you have close-ups of people's faces, you can see the pores in their faces, but at the same time, it's still, like, consistent with, like, the visual style of the previous games. Like, if you look at Sora back-to-back -back from previous two games, you can tell it's the same art style. It's just that mm -hmm. we have better hardware to work with now, so we can add that extra detail in on... You can see, like, the stitch marks on people's clothing and stuff, you know? Uh, also, the water effects are really good, oh, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. They're, like, like well, to kind of back off what you were saying with uh, the jump into heart section, like, after, you, after you're done with that, you fight the first uh, tutorial boss, and then you're in that area that looks like the, the final boss level in Skyward Sword, and then you fight that thing. <laughs> it does it's gorgeous! Look like, it looks yeah. so good! Yeah. And uh, in terms of the Disney worlds, this this is what I really... Because the previous games have always had this problem, especially in terms of the Disney stuff. Of Like, as good as these graphics, the graphics were for PS2 and for PSP and 3DS, it always felt like you were playing like a bootleg version of the movie it was based on. Like, the, and there was no way that the PS2 was going to match the quality of uh, fully rendered hand-drawn animation or professional movie-grade CGI. But even so, it was always distracting to look at uh, uh, Lady Traver or Lady... 
Lady Tremaine from Cinderella World, right? And just having her mouth be a Pac-Man thing that opens up and down. You know what I mean? It just looked like shit. And yeah. we finally are playing a Kingdom Hearts game where everything is fully lip-synced. Yo, yeah. And this is the future. And it's just like, it's about goddamn time. But Can I, it's one of the reasons that, why though. I don't care that the game is short because so much effort was put into the presentation whereas previously in Kingdom Hearts 2 you kind of had to and 1, 2 in the portal oh games you had to tolerate looking at Pac-Man texture mounts swapping out for each other to, to substitute for lip sync it's well, just like what, what they Michael, did this when, time when around done with, when we're done with this graphic section I have a lot to contend with that quote this game is short from many people I have a lot I, to say. I do too. Like personally, sense. I don't care about the length at all. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, I felt yeah, like it was like plenty long you, enough. But I've I've seen a lot of people say, and I I want to say things about it, but I I'll save it for after graphics. I yeah. I do want to talk about the models, like you said, because um before they had it where usually they'd swap like a model that was textured really well like the eyes were textured on and the lips yeah. and everything with like pngs or jpegs or whatever on their faces and like which they could easily move around because it's just like two keyframes that you move to make it go in like open or closed open or closed open yeah. or closed like easy but with this one it takes I, I've done some work in Blender, and I know, Michael, you have as well. Yeah. And you know how hard it is to, like, keyframe lips. Yes. And, like, and, and movement have, and everything. You have to model all the vertices for the lips. Yes. And you have to program inverse kinematic bones and weigh those vertices against those bones, and it takes a very long time, which is probably it, why it, they, they did didn't it bother so well. fully lip syncing the previous games. Because the yeah. budget was limited, they had only so much time to work with, but it still looks like crap. <laughs> but it, I, I understand I also, why, but it still looks like crap. But you know the fact this... that we have significantly more vertices to work with in this game, more vertices to weigh against kinematic bones, and the fact mm. that it's fully lip synced and that it looks like the movies, it, it could pass for a straight-to-DVD or straight-to-Blu-ray sequel to these movies in terms of the animation quality. It looks also like the movies, and that is really yeah. impressive. There's there's this, uh, on the animations, they're so good. Like, in Monstropolis, there's this scene where Vanitas does this weird thing with his hand. Like, he's, he's pointing it, like, uh, palm up, but then he turns his, like, he does this movement where he points, and... It was so good. It was so well animated. And like, um, just like the animations in general are so, so fantastic. Yeah. Like the way Sora moves, it's so satisfying. Flow motion, gliding, oh, man. jumping, everything. I, I, um, I don't know if this is down to movement speed or animation quality, but I played a lot of Kingdom Hearts 3. And then recently I, I streamed Birth by Sleep and the difference is like mind blowing. <laughs> like, yeah, I was playing as Terra and walking. I was like, oh god, <laughs> oh no! Like movement in general um, is just—I don't know if it's down to animations or if it just feels really good to move. 
it, it, it's I mean, a noticeable difference. Those two things difference. kind of go hand in hand. But I see yeah. what you're saying. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just... It, good animations and, and good sound design can make... It's like Super Mario Sunshine. If you took out those swooshy sound effects when Mario jumps, it wouldn't feel nearly as good. Yeah. Well, that's why um, in all these games, I really like... I really like the sound that they have for Heartless Dying or um, the sound that they have when you hit nobodies compared to Heartless, which is slightly different, or how your Keyblades change tones when you hit stuff. Mm. And that stuff is like some weird attention to detail, but I always thought that it made things satisfying combat-wise. Mm-hmm. Way that, that, like, when Heartless dissipate and they make that sound, that swooshy sound, it's so good. Yeah. But that's been in all the games, but it's it's still in here, so that makes it better. And the fact that they stagger. Like, the fact that many things in this game actually stagger, whereas in Birth by <laughs> Sleep and Dream Drop Distance... I remember you talking about this in our previous episodes on the handheld games. Yes. Not only are revenge values back, not, like, for everything, but Kingdom Hearts 2 didn't have revenge value for everything either. But... It's more so the fact that they stagger. Because I was playing Birth by Sleep again, too, and I was like, wow. I love when you hit an enemy and it doesn't react to you hitting it. You know? <laughs> it just, it like, it's it, it's such an easy thing that you can overlook, but it really makes, it, like, makes the difference. When you play Kingdom Hearts 3, you're like, whoa, these bosses and enemies are staggering to my hits. Like, I'm actually having an effect on them. I, I remember you <laughs> being worried about whether the quote-unquote Osaka team could handle three. And it sounds like your oh, fears yeah. have been... Yeah, I was worried. But, but yeah, I think my fears have been mostly... Like, this is a huge leap forward for them, I think. it's There are some problems here and there, but to be honest, even Kingdom Hearts 2 had problems, like with humanoid, like non-humanoid bosses specifically. So they're not problems that are uncommon to the series, they're just problems that Osaka team also fell into. But in terms of, like, humanoid bosses, I think they nailed them. Yeah. Like, I, One thing design of them I is do have really to say, good. Which is, which is mildly off-topic, but there has been a problem in previous Kingdom Hearts games with huge difficulty spikes coming right the fuck out of nowhere, and the, game, the game's pacing crawling to a halt. There was the problem with Roxas and Two Final Mix, which can be assuaged if you know you're supposed to be spamming Reflect all the time, but I never used it because <laughs> the game never incentivized me to try it. Uh, I also think it's thematic, but that's whatever. And then you get to Birth by Sleep, and it's just like, for each of those playthroughs, I each of the three characters, I had to grind to beat the final boss, because... And until I learned that I was supposed to be blocking every two seconds, but the block is so but shitty yeah, in these games the, that I the never used it. scaling in Birth by Sleep, specifically Birth by Sleep, because it happened like Dream Drop Distance has a really hard late game. Yeah. But I remember Birth by Sleep, it always hits me that the scaling in Birth by Sleep is awful. Like, as soon as you hit Deep Space, everything just like. Yes, especially Ventus's boss at the beginning of Deep Space, before you even land on the planet. Like a boss yeah. shows up, and it's just like, where the fuck did this? It's like they, it's like they, it's as if they cut a world and didn't account for that in the game balance, and all of a sudden you're like a whole world behind in levels. Yeah, 
So something really weird happened, and I was really afraid of that happening in Kingdom Hearts 3, but I do have to agree, it has a really nice curve. Yeah. Like, um, they, they scaled it really well. And, and like Dan was getting at, the ending of Birth by, or a Dream Drop Distance, it's like fucking handsome in that game, was, oh my god, where the fuck did this come from? Like, Not it, even just Ansem, but Young Xehanort, oh, too. Oh, yeah, like, pretty much by the time you get to the end of the world that never was, the game just becomes, like... Yeah. So That's difficult. That's probably the, the hardest, like, discounting the secret bosses of Birth by Sleep. Um, I think the hardest I've ever struggled with Kingdom Hearts is the ending of Dream Drop Distance. Yeah. And I've seen some people uh, criticize 3 for being too easy. Which, you know, is, is fair. Like, I didn't play it on Pride. I think Kadox played it on Pride. And then you came back for your second playthrough on Pride, Dan. Uh, yeah. But to me personally, <sighs> I, I feel like the difficulty curve in 3 is the best the series has seen so far. Because it didn't, it felt like everything naturally progressed. I didn't feel like, okay, well now we're at the world that never was. Throw in a super hard boss because the ending has to be hard. <laughs> You know what I mean? It didn't feel like the game had that problem, and I really appreciated that. Yeah. What I also appreciate is that no no experience is there, though. So, like, obviously this isn't an ideal solution, and I kind of wish that they would add a critical and just make it, like, a little harder, because, like, for some reason, Proud Mode in Kingdom Hearts 3 feels like what... Like, I've played enough of it to be like, this feels kind of like what standard feels like in the previous games. There's something weird there. Um, but... I Also, you can play on Proud, and just, at a certain point, you can put on no EXP and then, like, balance it yourself, which I know is not ideal, but the fact that you can do it is nice. Mm -hmm. um, and I've heard that level 1 runs on standard or beginner are fairly well-balanced challenge runs that are kind of akin to a critical mode anyway. Uh-huh. So, I don't know, I haven't tested that, I haven't dabbled into, in it, but I would like to see a critical mode released at least, like, just something like that. So, because I think this is, people saying it's easy, I think they have, they're onto something there, because it's, I, something, they, I think they over-corrected. Yeah, a little. Bit. I I do think that's fair to say. I do think that there should be difficulty options for people who want a challenge. I'm just saying that often the way difficulty was handled in previous games was to just have a difficulty spike at the end, and yeah. I'm glad that they fixed that much. Well, also because I think the difficulty stemmed from them making bad boss fights anyway. So I don't think the difficulty was well earned in that respect. Well, it's it's like I remember you saying this in your Chain of Memories video, Dan, is that like the heartless are mindless fights, just grinds to get your stats up. And then you fight the bosses and now they actually expect you to know how all the mechanics work. Like yeah. that that's like the worst it's ever been. But I do feel like that same problem has been consistent in the mm -hmm. series where you have a block, you have reprisals. But for 90% of the game, you are not incentivized whatsoever to block or anything like that. And then at the end, they suddenly expect you to be an expert with blocking and stuff. And that was... I don't know. Obviously, the solution to that is not make the block crappy, 
Don't make it so that you have to wait like half a second for it to activate. And don't make it so that you can't do it when people are combo breaking you. Can we... I don't know. That's something that really annoys me in hack and slash is when the block is just not instantaneous like it should be. Like, obviously that should have been better integrated into combat with main enemies. It's kind of why the combat in these games kind of feels mindless until you get the bosses. I don't know, it's like, it's it's fun enough with all the little flashy things you can experiment around to kind of make up for it, but it's just like... It, Kingdom Hearts is still nowhere near a Bayonetta or a Devil May Cry or a God of War, if you ask me. But I don't think... I don't That's think it I'm has so to be they that way. The boss fights that they actually got the bosses right this time, most of them. Because I think a lot of the reason I don't like parts of Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop Distance is because the bosses either don't stagger or they have ridiculously long trap combos that you can't exit. Yeah. You know, which is just horrid. <laughs> like I mean, I don't I'll, like that stuff. I will say that like I do think that the bosses in three are better than the ones in Dream Drop Distance. I don't know, but you compare it to two, it's just... I don't know. I think two still had the better bosses, though. The one thing I, I, I remember... I, I, am, I am undecided on which one is better, but I, I'm just glad that Osaka team have, like, taken this big leap to where I can kind of say it's equivalent, finally, that we're out of the rut. Well, there was... refreshing. There was one part and I, I, I almost had a heart attack, and this is like towards the end of the game, like when you step foot into like the final, final area, that really gave me that Osaka vibe. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get more into spoilers, but that particular fight raised a lot of red flags for me. Okay. But that's honestly, that's just like one bump in the road. Like, the other bosses were fine, but none of them really put up a fight up until the end of the game. The one thing I, I didn't like about the bosses is that they really were HP sponges. Mm -hmm. It's like, I remember starting the fight with Marshmallow, who is like the giant snowman from Frozen. Spoilers, that character is in the game. <laughs> but it's just like, I hit him once, then the scan activates, and it's just like 20 health bars, and I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, even even with um, like when we when I did the scan thing on that one, my sister and I both did like a double take. Like, wait, 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 wait. How much health does this thing fucking have? What? And then we had to fight the heartless swarm in Twilight Town. Granted, you don't have to drain the thing all the way down to zero, but you see it for the first time, and you're just like, oh no, oh no. I didn't notice a problem with that because I thought that the, that. They scaled it so that you just do more damage than you would in KH2 or something. So like the more health bars didn't really feel like more health bars because I felt like I was doing I mean, more yeah, damage I'm, than I would. I'm sure you're right like in terms of number crunching that that's how it is, but it's just like because... More how it presents itself. Yeah, it's just more like I see it like the, there's a part towards the end where you fight a bunch of guys at once and it tells you to defeat them all. And it that that's what I was talking about, Exo. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That that is exactly what I was talking about. But don't you, you not just... have to beat them all? <laughs> yeah, you no, you don't have they all share a health bar, but it doesn't did, yeah. they don't tell you that right away. So at first it's like, I have to drain this much health for each of them. Yeah, I actually thought that too, until I was like, oh that yeah, it's just the same health bar. I almost shat myself when I found that out. But 
Cause like but it happens out of too. nowhere. You're just exploring this place and all of a sudden, boop! You got like five guys chasing you down. Throwing you in the I, air. I, I don't know if I agree with the HP sponge thing. Cause you can make that argument about almost any boss. Like, Mario Galaxy bosses are HP sponges cause they take three hits or whatever. Like, Dark Souls bosses, uh, here's a good example for people who have played Bloodborne, Father Gascoigne or Gascoigne okay, or whatever it's called. If you would like me Gascoigne. to provide a bit more explanation on this point. Sure. Like, what is a hack and slash that you guys, that, like, I want to go towards Bayonetta, but I don't know. Bayonetta's it just, it fine, just seems you like, know, give an example. Um... What's a, what's a good boss to to compare to from that? How about like just any of the uh, cardinal virtues, the the four cardinal virtues, like how each of them have like a set of attacks that you have to learn how to dodge, and then as you play through them, the bosses evolve. Like when you destroy both of uh, Temperantia's arms, then you start running around on top of him and destroying other things. Like the bosses change. Yeah. It's not, and the health bars actually look kind of similar now that I think about it. Um, but it, whereas with the marshmallow boss fight, you were literally just going through the same motions and mashing X and mashing X, and occasionally you'll bring in an attraction ride and that'll take off more. Maybe your health MP bar will be charged enough that you can throw a few spells at him, and it just keeps going on and on. And on. Okay, and hold on. on. And the but boss like, never changes. You have the focus command, then you have the magic, then you have the attacks, the, and then you have, like, the, the, the reaction commands. It's like, you know, I, I feel like Arsha also Marshmallow is such a piss-poor example, because I mean, there are it's better bosses boss. in the game, of course, but it, it's I like, bring up Marshmallow it, because it, that was, like, the first time in the game where I felt like, you know, this is just making up for the boss being easy to predict with by giving it more HP. But it There's wasn't also, that much um, HP. It, it, was, it point, felt like a lot. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't know. There's also the point in the beginning of the game where you have to fight the three titans. It's like you have to first take down one of the two, um, it's like the magma titan and the ice titan, and then you're thrown immediately to fight the tornado boss. And but at that is point, that bad? you have a completely new control scheme to work with at the beginning of the game. But, but why is that bad? Why is that bad? That boss fight is really fun and it's challenging because it makes you use the air step You were like everybody complains about variety in the boss fights, but that's variety. That's a new playstyle. It's, it's about pacing about this, and though. evolution of strategy And that's something I forgot to say that air stepping was also really cool to use in combat. Yeah, yeah. that was something that, uh, as the game went on, I really appreciated more and more. Like, if I had that when I fought Zigbar in 2, it would be- I would not hate that boss nearly as much. But the thing like, is, when like- when you're fighting the tornado monster, you have- like, you're using Glide, like, you're floating all of a sudden. And the issue is that... You don't really do that before the boss fight. If you did that before the boss fight, I'd be staying in a different tune, but you're just thrown into a situation where you don't really know how to react at first, and to me, that's problematic. But it doesn't make sense to glide any other time. Like, it, it's the perfect environment to learn glide. Because you're faced Not with during a boss, a boss fight, though. Not in my opinion. I don't know. I love that boss because it has that variety, 
the the designs were fun. I always loved the Titans from Hercules. Like, it always felt in Hercules the movie that you didn't get to really face them that much, or like Hercules rather didn't get to face them. And then you like, you know, you're you're chasing the Rock Titan up that mountain. That I will agree was like, a highlight. Yeah, that was pretty. That cool. was great. And then, but like, then you're in the top of Olympus and they're all there and then you have to fight both of them at the same time. That's sick. And then you have to like fight the tornado and all four of them. I don't know. It was cool. And then like, you know, uh, I love the, the Davy Jones boss fight. Have we already talked about that? We, we talked about it a little bit. Okay. We talked about but, it a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> I like it because you do... <clears throat> You, you do the ship segment to try to free the Black Pearl. And, you know, you're controlling the ship, which you have. Like, it's a new gameplay element of that world. And it incorporates it really well. And that's what and, I was talking about. That's why then, I think uh, that fight is a good fight. Yeah, I, it's great. And then you fight Davy Jones, who's a cool boss with the Kraken and everything. Life's and no like fair. You've said that so like, many times, but it never gets old, Michael. Your impressions <laughs> and, fucking kill me. They're so good. And you oh know, after gosh. Kingdom Hearts 2, I've always been saying I want there for the next console Kingdom Hearts game to be a Pirates World where I get to fight the Kraken. Yeah. And I got that. And I, yeah, I, was, I cool. was a little bit disappointed that there wasn't more to do with the Kraken. Like, I was kind of hoping that, like, I would be able to, like, grind on its fucking tentacles and then, like, whack it a little bit. Take that out of context, why don't you? I just wish that the Kraken stuff was more involved, but overall, it was pretty fucking cool. And also the ending where <laughs> the Flying Dutchman stabs Will Turner, and then Sora, he fucking tackles the Flying Dutchman and starts punching him in the face. <laughs> that was like the best fucking moment. <laughs> and Elizabeth is fucking crying. Yeah, and it wasn't, it wasn't as funny the as the epilogue, Dutchman. though. <laughs> no, I mean that that stuff was like those were like so I love those moments. I love I, I like Is it a, is it a spoiler to say a thing that happens in a Disney World? No, no. I don't think so. Go right no. ahead. Because there's another one probably one of my favorite moments in the entire series where they're in Monstropolis and we're like, "Okay, so how, yes! how are we going to do how are yes! we going to deal with the Venus?" <laughs> And I'm racing, like, my thoughts are going, I'm like, okay, so are we going to fight Vanitas? Is Vanitas going to summon a monster and go away? What's going to happen here? And it's like a... <laughs> it, it took me off guard when Sully, like, picked him up, and Vanitas is comically like, put me the fuck down, and then they throw him through a, like, a million <laughs> doors, and I'm like, this is the best way you could have dealt with Vanitas. They put the because, door through because a really, Vanitas... Vanitas is a target of, like, he's really funny to mess with, because he's just, his character is literally that he's a meanie head. <laughs> and, like, he, like, and it's, to see that happen to him is just really cathartic. <laughs> and it's by Sully, of all people. I love that. Yeah, well, and no I, that's problem. the kind of shit... That's why I love the Disney worlds. That when that shit happens, I'm like, okay. This and is there's another part. Yo, yo, when there's Woody another, when Woody tells Xehanort that yeah, he whatever whatever you're talking about, <laughs> I don't care. And there's another part in the Pirates world. It's at the very end where where uh, the guy who's trying to bone Elizabeth, whatever is, I don't fucking know his name. He's just Will he's Turner? on his boat. He's like, oh, don't worry, Jack. It's just good business. And then the Flying Dutchman ship comes out with Will Turner, and then the boat. That Sora, Donald, and Goofy are, are on. They're firing cannons at the boat with the white dude in it. 
And they are killing this man in cold blood. They are killing a human oh, being yeah. in cold blood. <laughs> Donald Duck and Goofy. Yeah. The, Take the guy this, is like, motherfucker. His ship, <laughs> his ship is burning, and he's like, he has that line when he dies. And then, but I guess it is funny to to imagine that Sora, Donald, and Goofy are contributing to his death. <laughs> That's the best fucking part. And people say no one dies in Kingdom Hearts, except for that dude yeah. and Davy Jones, I guess. And Clayton. Oh yeah, Clayton. Not Clayton. <laughs> Can I also say, um? I I love it. This is a dumb moment, but I love it in the Tangled World where Flynn Rider takes his hand off of his stab wound and there's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, my favorite thing about that is how Flynn is dying and then they're having that moment with Rapunzel and Sora and Donald and Goofy are just there like a commentary track. Oh. <laughs> they're just like, oh. <laughs> They're reacting to it momentarily. By the well, way, how, it, it, how it's Elsa also like how the Donald entire and Let It Go song, and cure. Sora has like a few scenes where he reacts to the Let It Go song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that bit where they're like listening to Elsa sing uninterrupted, and they're like. <laughs> did anybody else think that. this is kind of off topic? But did anybody else think that Donald's voice actor is really starting to struggle nowadays? Like, yeah. yeah. I, I compare it to two, and it sounds like he's. It's there are many lines where it sounds like he's dying, like he just can't do it anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I, I still did like when they're in the gummy ship uh, and they're like bantering to each other. Like they make oh, fun of Sora's ability to count. They make fun of Donald's speech pattern. <laughs> and yeah, Sora and Donald they, were like at each other's throats throughout the entire game. <laughs> I love yeah. when um, they want to take a picture in Twilight Town. Donald's just so upset about it. <laughs> I love that dynamic. Yeah, it's uh, so entertaining. I love Sora too and Donald when, have um, no chill. When Haynard is it Haynard who tries to kick Xehanort? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That one's so good. Actually, it tries to kick Ansem. Ansem, sorry. Well, it is Xehanort <laughs> technically. That particular Xehanort. Get it right. That particular Xehanort. Yeah, it, it was Ansem. So. But it was Ansem possessed by Xehanort. Remember, remember uh, back in Kingdom Hearts 2 when the Xehanort reveal no. first happened and it's just like, great, there are three Ansoms now. Remember, that, <laughs> that feels 13. quaint now. Because there were like 12. <laughs> I, never, I never even cared that much when I got to that. That, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, that was the moment when the series jumped the shark for me. The first time. The first time. <laughs> Out of many. You know, honestly, people... For the people that don't like the Kingdom Hearts story, I don't know what they expected from this. <laughs> I'm just gotta be honest. Well, we'll talk more about that when we get into spoilers. Well, I'll tell you what I would have preferred. I'm gonna back you up, Bex, so don't worry. And I'll I tell you. you that you're wrong for expecting it. Uh, yeah, same. I will too. Uh, the. Is it time? The Is it other time? thing. No, 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 no. Well, I still yeah, have I, stuff I, I, I wanna say. I still have a couple okay. things written down here. <laughs> um, the the first thing I wanted to talk about is that we kind of brushed past Link commands, but I I usually ignore summons. I I don't find them particularly useful, and I always forget they're there. Really, 
but um i made a point to try every summon and i kind of enjoyed that you know you got to have characters from your past yeah like ariel and simba and then uh i had the stitch it's like it was an interesting dynamic and change uh and meow wow i was like oh that's that's kind of neat and wreck it ralph I was like, ah, I, that's that's kind of cool. And, you know, the Simba command is really, kind of really effective in a lot of different situations, too. Like, it does a lot of damage, and if you, like, boost up the abilities, you can extend it more. So I, I found myself experimenting with it a lot, uh, and I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, Can I, can was, I say that... Um, I never thought I was ever going to say this, but I'm glad that uh, drives are gone. Mm. Like the drive forms? Yeah, because like for the first couple playthroughs of two, I was just like, oh, yeah, that's cool how you basically have like uh, the equivalent of, you know, like how every beat em up game has like a beat em up gauge that you build up and then you you know, like the Unleashed gauge from Sonic Unleashed, the Werehog, where like sure. you build up enough Dark Guy energy, you hit the RB button, and now you're invincible and your attacks do more damage, you know? Though that shit's always yeah. fun because it's fun to have like basically a nuke button to just go crazy every once in a while when you don't feel like fighting people. Um that's basically what drives were. Uh but the problem with the drives is that they tied your moveset to them. I always thought it was really stupid in 2 how you do not get a dodge roll or a slide or a glide or a high jump or anything like that just from playing the game normally. You have to grind your drives and level them up. And each of them had some other stupid arbitrary way that you had to level them up. Like you had to get magic balls for the wisdom form or something like that. You had to specifically kill an enemy in a, in a particular way to level up something else. You know what I mean? It was always a pain in the mm. butt and they did a poor job explaining how it worked. And it meant that by the time you get to Roxas, oh no, I don't have the dodge roll or the slide because the game didn't fucking give it to me because it didn't level up my valor or wisdom form enough hmm. I hated that you know shit. what I actually think I agree <gasps> I actually think keyblade transformations are just better than drive forms yes I mean they're essentially the same as whatever those yeah. things were from birth by sleep but command styles yeah yeah but I I, I prefer that I've got to be honest it's I, had I flow. was um, annoyed by command styles and birth by sleep because they forced you into them. But now that you have control over it, I do think that now that I think about it, there, there are more of them. You can switch between them like you can switch between them like whenever you want. They they don't feel like <clears throat> they don't feel overpowered. And they, they give you a new moveset. Like, I think they are actually just, I like them better than drives, now that I think yeah. about it. That that mechanic was like a genius move on their part. I Probably the best new thing that it added, in my opinion. Yeah, I also, and the form changes um, were fun too. Like, just being yeah, able to use yeah. different weapons and the feel of them is different. And if you liked the wisdom form, you have the double arrow guns. And, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It's like you... Yeah, yeah. You have... The stuff from 2 is still there, it's just placed in different ways. The claws that you get from the Frozen Keyblade were also pretty good and reminded me of Valor form. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that reminds yeah. me of um, a, a thing in Dream Drop Distance I really liked, where uh, I think Riku could get Dark Claws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just like that. And I really liked that, the Riku part of those links in Dream Drop Distance. Oh, and how about Antisora so. actually being good? Oh, yeah. yeah. And not I a punishment. Antisora. Because that was the problem with Antisora is that the game is forcing you to grind your drive forms so that you can get dodge rolls and stuff. But they're also yeah. punishing you for doing it by forcing you into Antisora. Yeah. So it was fun to have Antisora come back and it's optional and it's helpful. Yeah, yeah. And there, there's a little bit of a like, the combos are good and you can stun lock enemies easier, but also you can't use anything else and you have to risk charge and sacrifice health to use your good finisher. Yeah. yeah. Liked. It's just a, re like, they completely turn that mechanic around. I like that a lot. I also, you know, on, on the topic of Sora's transformations and everything, I have to say, this is dipping our toes back into the visual part, but... All of um, Sora's disguises for the worlds, like his monster design, his Pirates of the Caribbean design, and Goofy and Donald and everything, I loved that. Like, I agree. Oh, yeah. I love that Sora. It, it looks was like cool a how furry. to see realistic Donald and Goofy in the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it looked really good. It looked really good. Probably better I, looking I, than the fucking Sonic movie, but you know. <laughs> 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 we can never escape Sonic. <laughs> In fairness, Exo brought up Sonic Unleashed a number of times. Did he? I brought yes. it up to Was bring I up gone the, for uh, that? the Unleashed no. meter. Speaking of which, I think no. the... Never mind. I'm not going to go there. Go there. I think I like the Werehogs combat more than Kingdom Hearts. Okay, so we're not going there. That's oh, what. That's shit. why I didn't Ow. want to go there. We're not there, going but there. You asked me I know. We're not going Felt there. That. We're not going there. You know there. what? It depends on which game you're talking about. But I'm talking about the HD version, of course. No, I mean like which Kingdom Hearts oh. game you're talking about. Some of them I might agree with you, but that's yeah. neither here nor there. It's in a I different podcast like because in another the Wii dimension. version is literally you just motion mash or mash or the you button mash. Button. I've never heard the term motion mash, <laughs> but I really well, like it's, it. It's, it's a great Clement term. That's where I've learned ah, okay. it from, but it's basically where you just waggle the control stick or the, the controller bunch. A wag fest. I, also, uh, have we mentioned how you can have the option to slow down time when you oh navigate the God. menus? Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Wait, 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 wait. Finally, it only what? took us 10 games, but you finally realize that trying to navigate to that menu in real time is just not realistic. I appreciate wait. having the option. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Wait, to wait, be wait. Fair, though, I Someone throw me in. What are y'all you, you talking yeah. about? There is an option in <laughs> does the menu. It, oh, he doesn't know. There is an option in the menu. I didn't know until I beat the game either, to be well, fair. Yeah, he learned it from me, but the, the way in Kingdom Hearts 3, you have an option to make it so that time slows down while you're navigating the command menu on the bottom left. And how exactly do you get to this menu? It's 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 <laughs> the it's the same place I found out that you could switch the situation commands but the L2 button. It's just the main menu at the beginning of the game. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. it's just in the options menu. You can I, it's not like as if I ever needed menu. it, but it's like 
That would have been nice to know. I would have well, experimented with it. Why didn't you it. check the options? That's like the first thing I do every time I play a game. Well, that, that's... This mechanic is kind of why I wonder why we couldn't have more control over what we use. Yeah. Because the fact that it's here would make that shit a lot easier. Yeah. And, like, so we could have the limit tab back with little consequence, because now they have a mechanic, finally, that will slow down time when you're navigating it. And yeah. it would work so much better than it did in Kingdom Hearts 2, but it's not in the game where it would work better. <laughs> Instead, they, they wait until arbitrary times to let you use them. Hmm. So, have we exhausted the non-spoiler part of Kingdom Hearts 3? God damn. We've been doing have this for almost three hours and we haven't even gone to spoilers yet. <laughs> so, folks. And we haven't even talked about fan fiction. Well, join us next gonna, time on uh, the next. I know we're join not doing us, a fan fiction. Join but us next time on the next episode of the Unversed cast where we discuss the spoilers and the actual plot. Because that will Jesus. be the actual bloodbath. See you oh, all God. next time. Please check out our channel on YouTube.com for video versions of all our podcasts. The music used in this podcast is as follows. Aces High, Airport Lounge, Apro Hour, Awesome Call, Beachfront Celebration, Bosa Antigua, Bosa Bosa, Crinoline Dreams, Continue Life, Cool Vibes, Deuces, Dirt Roads, Dispersion Relation, District 4, Eternity, Fireflies and Stardust, Funnin' and Sunnin', Funky Chunk, Hard Boiled, Hip Cats, In Your Arms, Intractable, Jazz Brunch, Leopard Print Elephant, Elevator, Lobby Time, Local Forecast Slower, Matt's Blues, Mining by Moonlight, No Good Layabout, Novel Noel, Octo Blues, Porch Blues, Porch Swing Days Slower, Samba Isobel, Shades of Spring, Somewhere Sunny Version 2, Street Party, Water Droplets on the River, White, and Winter Chimes. All of these tracks were composed by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and are licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can find this license at http colon forward slash forward slash creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by forward slash 3.0 forward slash this episode was edited by exoparadigm gamer who you can check out on youtube at https colon forward slash forward slash www.youtube.com forward slash user forward slash exoparadigm gamer thank you all very much for watching our podcast and we'll see you guys next time